say over their future. His message now is set to be one of reconciliation and the need for all sides in this debate to move on. However, he will couple that with the promise of a new deal for England and the rest of the UK. Sources are describing it as a significant new settlement. This will not include an English parliament, but will involve granting English MPs a greater say over English affairs, a move that will go hand in hand with the extra powers promised for Scotland. In other news, it's emerged that the former mayor of Milton Keynes, Saban Shafiq, gave character references for three alleged sex offenders applying to become cab drivers, as well as vouching for the serial rapist Nadim Kiani. He also gave his support to two men accused of sexual offences. More from Tony Fisher. Councillor Katrina Morris claims Mr Shafiq gave a character reference during the last 18 months for one suspected sex offender, but his application was refused. Former councillor Don Hoyle, sitting on the appeal committee in 2012, said Shaban Shafiq spoke on behalf of a man accused of molesting a woman, but he says police did not pursue charges, so the man was able to carry on working as a taxi driver. Three men have gone on trial at Luton Crown Court, charged with smuggling heroin with a street value of over £37 million into the UK in a battered ex type Jaguar. The jury heard the car was rammed with 316 packets of the drug when it was discovered in December last year. Three men, including 35-year-old Isra Khan from Luton, deny the charges. Two motorcyclists have been seriously injured in separate crashes in Hertfordshire. One was injured in the early hours of yesterday morning on the A41 at Hemel Hempstead. The other was injured in a collision with a minibus on Wednesday evening on the A505 near Hitchin. Pub and club goers enjoying a night out in Hemel Hempstead are being breathalyzed by Hertfordshire Police. More from Katie John. Throughout this time, people will be encouraged to drink responsibly and be aware of how much alcohol they are consuming. In addition to this, the police will carry out licensing patrols, which will run until the end of the month. The action is being taken as part of a national alcohol awareness campaign. In sport, practice starts this morning in Singapore ahead of Sunday's Formula One Grand Prix as Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg renew their battle for the title. The weather, heavy showers and thunderstorms mixed with clearer spells. A maximum temperature today, 23 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Hang on, no, hang on, Today on BBC Three Counties Radio from Nine, the JVS Show. With me, David Prever, where you can join in the big phone in and have your consumer problems tackled. From 12, Nick Coffer. With two legends on my programme today, Sue Pollard and the Queen of Musical Theatre, Ruthie Henschel. From 3, Roberto Peroni. The best stories as they happen every single afternoon and the greatest talking points. From 7, Mark Forrest. I'll bring you the best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC Live. Local radio. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. Fair play, I like Nick, but describing Sue Pollard as a legend is stretching it a bit. Morning, guys. Morning, Kelly Betts. Morning, Morning producer Catherine Boyle. Morning, can you turn my head down, f- headphones down a bit? Um, uh, yeah, sure. But, uh... Or your voice. Um... I'm is this better? Is that better? Is that's that better? Louder, that's louder. That's louder. Is that better? No. Is that better? No, that's louder. Is that better? It's really loud. Is that better? Oh, that's just on one side. Have you done that? Is that better? Right, down both. Oh, for goodness sake. I've only got one. I've only got one. Right, just go down a bit more. Is that better? No. Is that better? Is that better? Yeah. No. Oh, f- no, I could only hear on one now. Oh, for goodness sake. Who cares, really? 
Lots coming up. Decision time for Scotland. Tough time for taxis. And party time for Hearts Police. And you. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. How many songs do you know that start... Now, usually I don't do this, but... uh, yeah, go ahead on, break them off with a little previews of the yeah, remix. Man. Now, I'm not trying to be rude, but hey, pretty girl, I'm feeling you. The way you do the things you do reminds me of my Lexus cool. That's why I'm all up in your grill, trying to get you to a hotel. You must be a football coach, the way you got me playing the field. So, baby, give me that, and let me get that. Running her hands through my fro, bouncing on 24. Why they saying I'm ready, to ignition, hot and fresh out the kitchen. Mama ruling that body, got every man in here wishing. Sipping on coke and rum, I'm like, so what? I'm drunk. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some fun. Bounce, 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 bounce. Come on. Now it's like murder, she rolled. Once I get you out the clothes, privacy's on the door. But still, they can hear you screaming, Mo. Girl, I'm feeling what you're feeling. No more hoping and wishing. I'm about to take my key and stick it in the ignition. So give me that. Let me get that. Running her hands through my fro. Bouncing on 24. Why they saying I'm ready? It's the remix to ignition. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. Mama ruling that body. Got every man in here wishing. Sipping on coke and rum. I'm like, so what? I'm drunk. It's the freaking weekend. Maybe I'm about to have me some fun. Been in the stretch navigator We got food everywhere As if the party was catered We got fellas to my left Honey's on my right We bring them both together We got juking all night Then after the show It's the after party yeah. Then after the party It's the hotel lobby yeah. Around about four You gotta clear the lobby yeah. take it to your room And somebody Can I get a can I get a Running her hands through my fro Bouncing yeah. on 24 Come on, why they saying I'm ready It's the remix to ignition Hot and fresh out the kitchen Mama ruling that body Got every man in here wishing Sipping on coke and rum I'm like, so what, I'm drunk It's the freaking weekend, baby I'm about to have some fun It's the remix to ignition Hot and fresh out the kitchen Mama ruling that body Got every man in here wishing Sipping on coke and rum Weekend, baby, I'm about to have me some fun. Come on, girl, we all think this G. Morgan windows up, lost in the radio. In the back of my truck, bouncing up and down. Stroke it round and round to the remix. We just plug it out. Morning. Great news, guys. Hang on a second. We need to uh, get the fanfare for this because this is flipping awesome. Scotland, Scotland, you were sensible. Can I say, can I say this stuff yet? I'm not really sure. Okay. Feels kind of... It feels wrong. Feels wrong. But Scotland the brave. Ooh, excuse me, it's getting a phone call. Hang on. 
Turns out we can't say that, so apologies to mm. everybody. Scotland is still part of the United Kingdom. It's become overwhelmingly clear it's impossible for the Yes campaign to separate Scotland from the Union. Paul Scoyens has been up literally for a couple of hours this morning. <laughs> yeah, I got up at four. Following, uh, following this, give us the latest stats, Paul. Well, the latest stats up until a moment ago, there has just been another uh, announcement of a vote in Fife, uh, overwhelmingly in, uh, in, in sort of favour of, of, of a no vote. We get to say the fourth of Fife as many times as we the want and they can't stop us. Five, they can't. Um, I think it's approaching 1.75 million to no and 1.3 to yes. Now, on the face of it, it seems like a big gap. But actually, we're talking percentage-wise. It's probably 45% to no. Uh, sorry, 45% yes and 55% no. So, actually, the margin is only about 10% or so. so it's Certainly not- bigger than the polls would suggest that, because the polls yesterday was kind of like a, a half a percent, 1% in between them. So, it, it, it's it's quite big in comparison to what we were expecting, perhaps. I think what it shows is that the polls were way out, yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, the pollsters will say, oh, well, there was no precedent for this before... We We'd never had this sort of um, independence election, so we had nothing to compare it to. But I think what also it shows is that the, the you know, Gordon Brown, uh, Alistair Darling talked about the silent majority of of, uh, of no um, uh, voters who who wanted to sort of you know stay as part of the union, but who didn't uh, want to necessarily say that, and, yep. and that they were a sort of a, a more reserved bunch. And and actually, maybe that shows that it plays out. In, in that favour. This was uh, a clip of the first uh, uh, no result coming through. Can't quite make out what they're saying Scotland there. says no, they're saying. What now? Well, what will happen now in about uh, 50 minutes' time from uh, from now, the Prime Minister will make a statement um, widely expected to welcome the result, of course, and, uh, and, and then sort of look to the future. And I suppose what that means for Scotland is that uh, this, this sort of increased power promise that uh, the main parties at Westminster made to the Scottish people just before uh, the election, of course, when there was that poll result that showed that the Yes campaign had nudged ahead by a few percentage points which of course sent everybody into a blind panic and sent them all up to Scotland to start pressing the flesh um, uh, and the promises of, of greater sort of powers, greater perhaps greater tax raising powers and so on uh, will, will sort of be discussed over the next few months and it will take a long time because at the same time you can't have one in Scotland without other parts of the UK. Oh, so, Wales, Northern Ireland, and hey, what about us, the English? Absolutely, and it's entirely likely that we'll see a greater range of powers sort of devolved from a national government to a local government. So that could mean that your councils, your parish councils perhaps, you know, at a very local level, will have even greater powers. I'm not so sure about this idea of an English parliament. I think that that probably is a little bit unlikely. Uh, the, the Sort of the, the experts say that uh, you know, there are already lots of levels of local government in this country. You know, you've got regional um, governments in some areas. You've got, uh, you know, like county councils. You've got district councils. We've got Unitary councils like Luton, Milton Keynes and so on. Parish councils. Lots of councils. There's a lot of councils, yes. Lots of councils. Do you need another level of... Style uh, council. Style council. Council of faiths. 
you need another level of local government? Probably not. So th- that will probably mean that just local local government in this country, uh, in England, has greater greater powers. I I think it will mean though that that will slow down the rest of the Scottish sort of debate. So you know, until the sort of problem settled over in this country, there won't be a, a sort of a um, uh, a, a sort of resolution to what these sort of so-called devolution max uh, uh, powers will be in Scotland. Hey, hey, should we forget this for a second? Do you, yeah. want, do you have some fun pop? I think so. All right, take it away, girls. Starting off this morning on the Great North Road at the Black Cat Roundabout, starting to build up a little bit there on the speed sensors. In Borehamwood, there's a lane closed on the A1. That's heading southbound, um, just between the M25 at the A1M and also the Holiday Inn turn-off. It's been an accident there, some recovery works now taking place. The M25, so far this morning, moving rather well, as is the M40. And we're not seeing any problems or delays on the departure boards across the three counties. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 
Right, it's 6.17, it's Friday the 19th September, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Scotland has voted no to independence, with just two areas still to declare. The no vote stands at 55% with the yes vote at um, 45%. David Cameron will make a statement after 7 o'clock. It's emerged the former mayor of Milton Keynes, Subhan Shafiq, gave character references for three alleged sex offenders applying to become cab drivers. He was forced to stand down after vouching for a convicted rapist. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... BBC Three Counties Red. I've got some great interviews coming up. He was in the trenches in in France and he was shot. We both look at each other in amazement and can't believe how far we've come with the company. and We love it. We love every day that we do the cakes. Nick Coffer. We're telling people, go out and find about your family story and come back and pay tribute to them in in a way that is a living, breathing legacy. Got a strong local link, hasn't it? A strong local link. Amy Merritt, she's originally from New Zealand, now settled in Buckinghamshire. Nick Coffer. I think it could be brilliant. Weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay, that's what Nick Coffer says, but what does Scotland say? Scotland says no. Let's go. 
That's Paul Revere and the Raiders. They had literally zero impact in this country. Literally zero impact they in this country. They sound a little bit like the, um... Uh, uh, um... Yeah. Monkeys? Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455. 555 is the phone number if you want to uh, take part in the show. Now, two weeks ago, the Mayor of Milton Keynes stepped down after it emerged he'd acted as a character witness for a serial rapist applying for a taxi licence. Well... It's now being alleged that Subhan Shafiq uh, personally vouched for two other suspected sex offenders. Uh, Catherine Boyle uh, joins me in the studio. How do we know this? Well, we've spoken to two councillors who both say that the Lib Dem councillor Shafiq vouched for these men who were accused of sex offences. You'll remember Mr Shafiq resigned as mayor when it emerged that he'd given a reference to a convicted rapist who successfully applied to become a city taxi driver. Nadine Ahmed Kiani had four convictions for serious sexual offences and went on to work in the city for three years. Now, councillor Katrina Morris, who's the chairman of Milton Keynes Council's regulatory committee, claims Mr Shafiq also gave character reference during the last uh, 18 months for one suspected uh, one suspect immediately after hearing details about the sexual allegations but his application was refused and for another man another man too Ms Morris says I chaired a meeting where Subban gave a character reference for another taxi driver I chose not to grant it as I didn't believe they were a fit and proper person it was someone we deemed would not be appropriate for the job of taxi driver the concerns in the report were about sexual offences I do not remember the specific details of that case but everyone in the room would have been fully aware of my areas of any areas of concern. Now, Ms. Morris told us worryingly that had it not been for her, then his license may have gone through. In other words, the other two councillors were prepared to let it go. The council says the minutes from this particular meeting are not public, uh, publicly available, so we don't know who those other two councillors were. What does the other councillor say? Well, this is the former Tory councillor Don Hoyle. He's told us how Subban Shafiq helped one suspected sex offender appeal to have his license reissued on the 8th of February 2012. Now, Mr Hoyle was on the appeal committee at the time and he believes the sexual assault happened while the man in question was working oh. as a taxi driver in Milton Keynes. The sexual Gosh. assault allegation, we have yes, to say. Yes. He told us he'd apparently <clears throat> driven a girl somewhere and then she'd accused him of sexually assaulting her but she was unable to identify him in a, a line-up. The police did not pursue any charges so the case had to be dropped and he reapplied to carry on working as a taxi driver. Subhan, and this is Subhan Shafiq, came and spoke on the man's behalf. He didn't say much but he was there. I do not think another councillor spoke for anyone the whole time I was on the committee. Now Mr Hoyle told us that he has seen the paperwork relating to this particular meeting but it doesn't mention Subhan Shafiq by name it just says that taxi driver's application was supported by Anon. Mr Shafiq who has refused repeated uh, uh, requests to come on this show has stepped down from mayor but he's still a councillor isn't he? Yep uh, and as we know the uh, leader of the Lib Dem group Douglas McCall is standing by him and last week appointed him to two different council roles. Mr Shafiq was appointed to the Health and Adult Social Care Committee and Joint Negotiating Committee the former lead member for Children's Services and Tory councillor Andrew Dranfield said, if this is true and Subban's been giving glowing references for three different taxi drivers who've either been convicted of sex offences or were suspected of sex offences, then I am very concerned for the safety of the children and vulnerable people of Milton Keynes. We must question the leadership of the Lib Dems. Subban Shafiq should be suspended, to say the least. Now, we called uh, Subban Shafiq again yesterday. Yeah. Again, he didn't get back to us. Um, you will be speaking to councillors Katrina Morris, Andy Dransfield and a former Councillor Don Hoyle later on in the programme. Uh, I, I'm sure he would never want to come on this show again, but I'm assuming Douglas McCall has uh, has been approached to see if he's still standing by him. I would presume so. I'll double check that. Yeah, uh, let's let's give McCall see if he wants to come on and um, and d- defend this. Now we know that a, a little bit more about it. It'll be interesting to see um, 
how long the leader of the Lib Dem group, Douglas McCall, can stand by. Now, meanwhile, you remember there were some other um, taxi drivers whose licences were being reviewed. They're all going to be reviewed eventually, but they're going to be... These five taxi drivers, remember, two gave in their plates. Yep. And there were some outstanding. The um, We spoke briefly to Milton Keynes Council yesterday. They're still going through that process of calling the taxi drivers in for interview. These are taxi drivers who have convictions, um, and one of those was we know was for a sexual offence. I'm just looking through this. It doesn't look like um, Douglas McCall was called, so why don't we give him a call this morning, see okay. if he wants to come we'll on. and um, and um, look, Why not give Mr Shafiq a call as well? We've got his number there. Another one? Yeah, why not? Let's, let's tell him we're talking. I think it's only fair we let him know we're talking about him now, and it, he should have the right to reply. Thank you, Catherine. Oh, wait. Four five nine four double five five double away from the microphones. We've discovered how... The, you don't get fade-outs in records anymore, do you? It's, it's an abrupt halt. Yeah. And you don't get many cha-cha-chas either. You get very few cha-cha-chas. And you certainly don't get a spoken interlude. Oh, no. I do like a nice spoken... David Cassidy was good at the spoken interludes. The Brits aren't so good at it, though. No. Do you remember um, Kerry Katona's in Atomic Kitten's Hold Again? Um, you can make me whole again. No. 
No, Kerry. She, um, well, I'm trying to think what other records have got um, spoken. All Saints. But that was at the start, mm. so I don't know if that counts. It's nice when the song breaks down and, I'm going to love you forever, girl. <laughs> I just want to tell you this, that whenever I look in your eyes, I'm always going to be dreaming of your surprise. Oh? Yeah, I know. Well, they're always a little bit. Yeah. Aren't they? Yeah. Uh, you can give us a call on that or anything, to be honest. I know that by, uh, by come nine o'clock, we'll be bored of talking to Scotland. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off in Leighton, buzzed at the moment. The high street's closed just at Bridge Street. Now, that's due to a police incident that's happened there. And in Boreham Wood on the A1, there's a lane closed just between the junction... Um, sorry, just between the M25 at St Albans Road oh and also the Holiday Inn turn-off. There's been an accident there and um, recovery work's now taking place. Also getting reports in of an accident on the M40 London-bound just between Junction 4 at the High Wycombe Handycross roundabouts and Junction 3 for Loudwater. So far, looking at the trains, everything seems to be running well this morning. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Scotland has voted no to independence, with just one area still to declare. The no vote stands at 55%, with the yes vote 45%. SNP leader Alex Salmon says he accepts the verdict of the people. David Cameron will make a statement just after 7 o'clock. It's emerged that the former mayor of Milton Keynes, Subhan Shafiq, gave character references for three alleged sex offenders applying to become cab drivers. He was forced to stand down after vouching for a convicted rapist. And three men, including one from Luton, have gone on trial at Luton Crown Court, charged with smuggling heroin with a street value of over £37 million into the UK in an old Jaguar car. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Practice starts this morning in Singapore ahead of Sunday's Formula One Grand Prix as Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg renew their battle for the title. In football, Watford captain Troy Deeney is out of tomorrow lunchtime's kickoff with Bournemouth off, uh, with, after suffering with a hamstring injury. The Hornets say he will be missing for a matter of weeks, but Gianni Monari and Fernando Forestieri are both fit. Milton Keynes Don's host crew, boosted by the new contract for sought after midfielder Deli Alley, he says he's concentrating on helping the Dons to promotion. Hey, you know, I'm not thinking about future too much I'm just focusing on the present and I think um, at this moment in time I'm here so I'm just going to enjoy playing here and helping the club as much as I can the league is our main focus this season and um, we know we know we're a very good side this year we've got a good range of like old people and young people and it's a good mix Luton will check on the fitness of Jake Howells and Paul Benson for the trip to Cambridge but Steve McNulty returns after the birth of his daughter and Matt Robinson is back after suspension his manager John Still I think our performances warranted a few more points than they've got but having said that, you know, as I said, we, we, we have to have people that can clear the ball from our box and on a couple of occasions we haven't and put it in the other end and on a couple of occasions we haven't. There was a few games earlier on the season we're not making enough chances. Final ball, I kept saying about our final ball, our final pass. I think we're doing that now. Elsewhere in League Two, Stevenage go to Oxford, Wickham are at Portsmouth and there's commentary on Watford, MK Dons, Luton, Stevenage and Wickham in tomorrow's three-county sport, which starts at midday. And in last night's Europa League matches, Tottenham drew 0-0 away to Partizan Belgrade. Everton were 4-1 winners at home to Wolfsburg. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Is this-
is still a thing. Yeah, it's a big thing. Well, you know it's a very, very big thing. The whole whisper-shout thing really is uh, is taking the world by storm, isn't it? If you hear a whisper, oh. give us a shout. That's Peter Andre. That's Pondre. It's Warrell Thompson, isn't it? No. Hey, what, Warrell Thompson got done for the old uh, SL, didn't he? The shop lifting. Mm. Uh, probably just the S, I think it's what, one was it word. Was it a cheese? I can't remember. I think it was a cheese. Um, and since then, nothing. We heard nothing. He should have gone in Big Brother or something. Maybe he's getting ready for the jungle. Did he, he do the jungle? He did the jungle. the jungle. He did. He'd done the jungle and he threw a little hissy fit in the jungle and he threatened to go on strike. Oh. He um, he arranged a mutiny. But yeah, I miss Warrell Thompson. Come on, guys. In the great scheme of things, he stole a cheese. Well, or maybe forgot to pay for a cheese. No, he stole it. He admitted it. He admitted that he had a problem oh. and that, that shoplifting was a thing. Because there have been other celebrities oh. who've forgotten to pay for things. Flipping. And it. they've managed to resurrect careers. Exactly. And there have been, been other celebrities that have done like loads of druggy stuff, and they've, which is fine. I'm not, you know, not judging them. But in the great scheme of things, Warrell Thompson took a cheese. We all like a bit of Warrell Thompson, don't we? I thought you were going to say we all like a bit of cheese. We love a bit of cheese. Mm. Pilgrim's Choice for me. You? Really? Yeah. Uh, I like a Vash Kiri. Kells, fast. I like the. No, um, do you know what it is? Cheese with the garlic in. Oh, I don't. I, oh, balsam. Well, yeah. yeah, maybe. You know what a vashkiri is? No. Laughing cow. Why is it called that? Uh, French. She means like dairy lees. <laughs> you mean dairy lees? I like primula. Um, I don't. I don't like. Never the... had primula. I also like the cheese with chili. No, I don't like the cheese with fruits in. Oh, I do. Chili is not fruit. Yes, it is. It's not. Chili's a fruit. It grows on a tree. It's in the fruit aisle. <laughs> I don't like cheese with apricots in. Oh, I do. What about apricots? Yeah, I like that. Oh, cool. No, I don't like that either. Ooh. I like cranberries in it. I like yeah. it. You just, They're a good band. I, I like anything that, you know... Dolores O'Riordan did uh, Top of the Pops in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah, she did. Anyone, Battler. Anyone can get on there. Um, I do like a combination food. No, mate. It saves you time. Anyway... The point I'm saying is, I wish Anthony Warrell Thompson were, were back in uh, mm. our sphere. I think it's criminal that he's not. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I keep going to the river to pray because I need something that can wash out the pain. And I'm lost. I'm sleeping all these demons away. What's your ghost? The ghost of you wakes me away. My friends, have you figured out? Yeah, they're so outside of you. It's right hard in another you. But your evil is coming through. These guys sitting on the wall. Well, they watch every move I make. Bright light living in the shade. Your cold heart makes the spirit shake. I had to go.
That's a song there. We've had a, a tweet from Scott. Ian, can you do an update on the prostitutes having sex in waste shoot story? I think he's referring to Hightown. Hightown. We can certainly look into that, Scott, if that's of, uh, of particular interest to you. We can see how things are developing there. And um, let's keep our fingers crossed that um, it'll come back negatory. That's mm. the, she's still saying, I'm just... I'm just I'm doing the fading out there. She's very good, isn't she, from The X Factor? Aye. There's not a lot in the papers today. Well, there is. A lot about Scotland. Aye. And speaking of Scotland, it's Andrew Warrell-Thompson. Good morning. Good morning. We were just talking about you, sir, how your career faltered after your um, cheese incident. When are you going to be back on telly? Uh, when am I going to be back on telly? Yeah, doing the cooking. No, 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 that's not me. It sounds like you. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't know what that sounds like. That was William Wallace turning in his grave. Oh. Was that, the, that wasn't the sound of the police, was it? No, that was William Wallace turning in his grave. The Scots, I'm afraid, have voted with their wallets rather than their hearts or their minds. Tell us why, Mr Worrell Thompson. Because they don't want to give up the 10% X that they get spent on them per capita the subsidy which the rest of the UK pays to the Scots. Here's the thing. Are we allowed to talk... We can talk about this now, because voting has stopped, isn't it? We can talk about this, Mm -hmm. says Catherine, desperately trying to remember her BBC law training. Yes. Uh, Here's the thing, right? The pollsters were way off. They were way off. They were saying it's like half a percent, one percent. It's not. It's a massive massive gap, Okay. Uh, And because of the pollsters... All the three p- political leaders went up to Scotland and said, we will give you everything. We'll give you free sky for a year. We will uh, we'll give you loads more money. Um, you can get all those library... We have an amnesty on those library books that are overdue. Firstborn children you can have. You can have them back. All of that, right? Yeah. And it turns out we probably didn't need to do that. No. That we've bent over backwards or forwards for Scotland and there was no need to do that. No, they said they could have Justin Dealey. What? And I said, well, yeah, you can have him if you want him. Oh, you've been doing private deals. <laughs> yes, private deals, yeah. Well, that, but, I mean... Yes, it, oh, it's it, going on. Yes? It, it should end. I mean, this, this, this Barnet formula that yeah. was worked oh, out God, years he's mentioned, ago. He's mentioned the Barnet formula. Now we're in trouble. OK, yes. Even even the chap that invented it... Barnet. Who's now, who's now a lord, yeah, Lord, lord Barnet, he said it should be scrapped yeah. because it, it, it has no relevance in the 21st century. Can I century. ask you, Mr Worrell Thompson? Yes, you can do. Are you genuinely bothered by it? Or do you just think, oh, for goodness sakes? Because no, it's, think... it's a little bit... We'll be talking about it a lot on the show this morning, I warn you. It's a little bit dull, isn't it? No, I think they should have voted yes and gone their own way and then just seen it, how they would have fared. Thank you very much indeed. That's uh, Anthony Worrell-Thompson there, <laughs> calling us from the uh, shadows of his former career. Speaking of cheese... Yes. Have you seen this stuff? I don't know where it is in the papers. I saw it online yesterday. Kim Jong-un is, is potentially cheesing himself to death. What? He's addicted to cheese, apparently. Oh, now, I don't know whether this go. is a horrible slur by the West to try to make yeah. him a comedy figure and not a potentially dangerous person. But apparently... He's, he's like Michael McIntyre, isn't he? Well, but be- funny. I don't know whether he's funny. But, uh, I, but, who, who puts the chocolate on the pillow in the hotel? I, I, I don't want a chocolate on my pillow. I want to go to sleep in the bed. I don't want to eat chocolate. That's not Kim, that's Michael. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Right. Anyway, Kim um, likes cheese. Too much, and apparently it's not doing him any good. Hey. Here's one of the, th- the, the things that I would like to do but never will. What? I might do. I want to go to North Korea. And you can. You can, get, you can get book a holiday to North Korea. Now, why would I not go? Because I work for the BBC, and I probably ain't never going to come back once they realise that. But I would love to go to North... If it, I, I, there are people listening to this... Um, 
Hang on, it's 6.42. Not actually accurate. There might be people listening to this who have been to North Korea. I would love to go. Wouldn't you be interested to I'd go to North really Korea? I'd be really interested to see it. You, you wouldn't I, see the real North Korea. No. You'd see what they wanted you to see. The closest I've been to any kind of shadowy regime is yeah. going to Cuba. Oh. And I don't know what Cuba is because the oh. one I saw was the yes. uh, holiday version. Yeah. And any time we got close to... Because they use a lot of the um, ho- hotels where tourists stay as yeah. government buildings. And oh. there's lots of shadowy figures in the corridor talking into their lapels and stuff. Oh. You just There was this undercurrent there of, I really wonder what's going on yeah. in real life. And whenever oh. you went out on a tour, you were guided round and the guides would never answer anything about the darker side of history, you know, you'd say. They would talk about Castro's enemies, but they would never say what Castro did during yeah. the revolution. Do you know who I envy? Cigar smokers. Why? There were some massive ones there. They were like sausages. Cuban cigars, you see. That's the thing. And they're the best cigars in the world. So they say. Well, I would love... I've smoked a cigar in the past, and um, the, the, the slim ones, the Hamlets... Uh, not the, I, <laughs> Hamlets. The Hamlets. Um, I do, they don't do it for me. I want a big, fat thing shoved in my mouth. I want to <laughs> slurp on that bad boy. But they make me nauseous. Mm. You can only have a couple of... Yeah. Then you feel sick. We went round some of those cigar factories. Yeah. They're not being rolled on virgin's um, thighs, it turns out. Oh. Normally by toothless old men. But I found out an interesting fact about cigars and Please. why they're called certain things. There's oh. some called Romeo and Juliet. Have you heard of those? I have heard of those. Do you know why they're called that? Um, okay. After the play. Yes. Thank you but very much. But do you know much. why? Oh, okay, because... Not just because it sounds nice. Ah, because they're 14 years old. No. One's killed themselves, but the other one hadn't actually died yet. No. Their parents wouldn't keep them together. No. I don't know. That's what they used to read to the workers, so that their minds were stimulated. Oh, by that rubbish. Let's be honest. Can we be honest? We can speak honestly. We're friends, aren't we? I hope you're not going to slug off Shakespeare. He's rubbish. No, he's not. He is rubbish. No. The only good thing he did was Much Ado About Nothing. Hilarious. Which is brilliant. It's brilliant. The rest of it, complete and utter tosh. No, nonsense. You had the wrong teacher. I tell you what, can we ask an independent voice? Kelly! She's adjusting herself. Sorry, hello? No, hello. Don't apologise. I was just editing some stuff. That's fine. uh, Shakespeare? Yes. Rubbish, isn't he? No. What? I'd like to see you write some stuff. Okay. Well, hang on a second. I have written some stuff. And secondly, I've written for a retro gamer magazine. I did a column for two years. 500 words a month. That's How many meanings are in that column? How many meanings could you draw from that column? As many as you wanted. How many layers? Loads. Could we perform it on a stage? I could do a play. Could we read it in a book? Yes. Could we make it into a new film? Sure, why not? Would it still be relevant today? Because Uh, it taps into the the essence of human psyche. It was timeless. So, Kelly, basically, in conclusion, um, you think that Shakespeare was rubbish? No. No. I know what you're about to play. No, I'm not about to play it because I can't find it. Yes. Oh, you do think he's rubbish. Thanks, Kells. You had the wrong teacher. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. It's going to be worth it. Is it this? My favourite mum the way too. What's yours? That's not what I was looking for. I made that person. Mum, 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 mum. I didn't make that person. Um, There's no more fanny. That's That's me. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. We're going to find it. Um, Oh, yeah. Right. Kelly. Yes. Uh, no, hang on. Hands up. Who's... Uh, who's... Do you think that Shakespeare's rubbish? No. 
Clayton. Oh, thanks. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, so far this morning, it's starting off in Leighton Buzzard and at the moment the High Street is closed, um, just a Bridge Street due to a, a police incident that's happened there. Taking a look at the M40 London bound, getting reports in of an accident between Junction 4 at the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout and Junction 3 for Loudwater. Taking a look so far at the M25, starting to build a bit between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 27 for the M11 as those major roadworks continue. Also just getting in the M25 heading clockwise, there's a lane closed between Junction 19 at Watford and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. That's due to a vehicle fire. And seeing some delays on Thameslink at the moment between Watton at Stone and Hartford North, and that's due to a signalling problem there. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm having the intricacies of uh, Romeo and Juliet explained to me. Catherine, yeah. would you like to clarify? Don't be respectful about it. Randy, teenagers. Thank you very much indeed. 47. It's Friday the 19th September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Scotland has voted no to independence, with just one area still to declare. The no vote stands at 55%, with the yes vote at 45%. And it's emerged that the former mayor of Milton Keynes, Subhan Shafiq, gave character references for three alleged sex offenders applying to become cab drivers. He was forced to stand down after vouching for a convicted rapist. Let's get the weather. Here's Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, thanks very much indeed. We've got a Met Office weather warning in force for some uh, lively downpours as we go through the day today, not least of which are right now across some parts of our uh, three counties. We had some coming to Buckinghamshire through the night, uh, still with us in some parts of northern Buckinghamshire and in Bedfordshire and some parts of Hearts as well. A line that came in from the south tracking off towards the north, thunder and lightning mixed in with these uh, showers. They'll clear away and then we're looking at a lot of dry and bright weather for a good deal of the day today. Still cater for the risk of showers for the next little while, uh, but by the end of breakfast time, a lot of dry weather for us. Increasingly, we'll see some brightness coming through, but that sparks off some uh, further showers by the end of the afternoon as the humidity is still high. Uh, Temperatures up to 23 Celsius, still well above where we should be for the time of year. And then further showers to come as we go through the latter parts of the afternoon into the evening and overnight. They're isolated, so a lot of places will avoid them. But if you catch them, the reason we've got a Met Office weather warning is that they are torrential. You could see 20 to 30 millimetres of rain in a very short space of time, up to an inch of rain then. And that'll cause some issues on the roads uh, through this evening, potentially, with some surface spray and that kind of thing. As we go through the night tonight, still running the risk of showers. By tomorrow morning, that risk starts to fade. Still a few showers around through the weekend, through tomorrow, uh, but we'll start to lose the threat of them. And in fact, turning cooler and fresher, temperatures back closer to where they should be for the time of year by the time we get through towards the end of the weekend. On Inside Out, we ask, what is a reasonable level of noise to expect from your neighbours? That isn't the full effect, that's is not, it? That's not the worst. A former jihadist warns young Muslims not to fight in Syria or Iraq. I think I was sincere. I still think I was honest in those days, but ill-informed, ignorant, misinterpreting. And we join the underwater archaeologists unlocking the secrets of a 17th century shipwreck off Southend, revealing the stories that matter where we live. Inside Out with me, David Whiteley. Monday, 7.30 on BBC Live.
every day I see you, but it's like you're living in another world. Where everyone is cooler and guys like me are just invisible. Everybody knows that you're out of my league. Cause I'm always the last one to be picked for the team. Standing in the corner and you don't notice me. And I'm thinking, if I was a Jedi, not a man, I would use a force to pull you in. Close my eyes and lift you off the ground. Use my mind to spin your world around. If I had the power to tell that I want you and you could see. Jedi. Every night I see you in my mind or when I'm working out the chords. And silently I sing to you, imagining you hearing all these words. I know you'll be busy with a different kind of guy. The kind of guy who kisses you with one thing on his mind. He'll promise you the world, but then he'll show his darker side. And I'm thinking, if I was a Jedi, not a man, I would use the force to pull you in. Close my eyes and lift you off the ground. Use my mind to spin your If only I could get you to look my way If only I could get you to say my name If I was a Jedi or a man I would use the force to pull you in Now, we are debating... That's uh, Ollie Sloan. That, that's uh, his song, Jedi. He's BBC introducing track O oh, The Week. Now, what's... Is he saying if I was a Jedi Yoda man? If I was a Jedi, not a man. Because ah. oh, Yoda's not a man. No. Well, I. Oh. Okay, hang on. If I was a I Jedi. If I was a Jedi. If I was a Jedi. I would die. Oh. Spontaneous round of applause. Yeah, there was hey. one! Hey, that's good. Tell us more about him. Tell me where we can hear more. Oh. Ollie Sloan, at Ollie Sloan on Twitter if you want to find him. S-L-O-A-N. That's how you spell Sloan. Yeah, we and know Ollie that. with an I-E, just in yep. case. And okay. with an O and yep. two L's. Yep. Uh, and on Facebook as well. Uh, you can hear more on BBC Introducing Saturday evenings at 8 o'clock with Gary hey, Floyd, Floyd, produced by Kelly Betts. Betts. And now it's Justin Dealey. If I was a Jedi, Jedi I would uh, die. 
Now, Justin, you do mm. a music show as well. Uh, yeah, not this weekend, sadly. Oh. Yes, I've been dropped again for yeah. uh, Watford at home to Bournemouth. Great so, game. Yeah, Great yeah. game. Now, Dealey, mm. we, um, uh, we had a little chitty chat yesterday. Where are you? I'm in Harps. Harpenden. You're going to hear a reaction probably in the next 15 minutes or so of uh, local people here talking about Scotland, who of course have said no, no, no. So, reaction to come. I'm in Harpenden right now. I wonder, Catherine, mm. is it raining there? No, it's just a bit hissy. Okay. In Harpenden we have a signal problem. OK, I'm glad you're there then. <laughs> uh, I'm wondering, Catherine, if anyone's really bothered by it. It seems a bit of an anti-climax that it was such a, a, a sound thrashing we gave the Scots again. Thrashing we gave them, they they determined their own future. Yeah, but we made them say no. Don't think we did. Uh, of course we did. They don't know that yet, but think about it, Scotch. You wanted independence, you didn't get it. You see, this mm. is the problem. This is why they didn't like us. Yeah. But they got, they, they, they decided, they think they decided to stay with us. We decided it for them. <laughs> we offered them a big bag of sweets and they said, oh yeah, we'll have some of those, laddie. That'll be nice. <laughs> I'll have some of those sweeties for the journey. Oh. Ah, going on a journey to Loch Lomond. Loch means lake. I only found that out recently. But I don't know if anyone's bothered, are they, Catherine? I think they would have been more interested to see what would happen if Scotland did go it alone. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Dills, mm. so you're going to be doing that this morning. But, 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 we sent you on a little mission yesterday, didn't we? What did we ask you to do? Well, yesterday we got talking about toilets because uh, I was inside the new toilet yeah. on Lurk Street in Bedford. Can I Bedford. just say something? We had a couple of texts through saying, can Justin say toilet properly? Toilet. Could you say toilet? Toilet. OK. Just relax and say it. Toilet. And just, just take a deep breath. <sighs> toilet. Toilet. Yeah, he's saying toilet, isn't he? Toilet. There's no R in it. Toilet. <laughs> there may be, anyway, I, I nearly said a joke that got Go me taken off air. Go on. So, yes, we took, yesterday was a toilet special. If you missed it, it's on the iPlayer. Mm. So we, we then got talking about famous people yep. who you've met in a toilet slash laboratory. Slash, appropriate yeah, word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Ian, yes. I think my jingle's ready. I've been doing a bit of this. Take it to the streets. Oh, hang on. Uh, Taking it to the streets with J-Doll. Thank you. Got some great stories coming up here. You better have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, which celebrities and famous people have you met in the bog? Here's what people had to say. How are you, Peter? You well? I'm fine, thank you. Lovely. Tell us about the celebrity that you've, uh, you've met in a toilet. I was a very good friend of Paul Merson, the ex-Arsenal footballer, mm. and I was in the players' lounge at Arsenal, went to the loo, and there was Bobby Robson, the England manager. Um, well, he wanted to talk about football, and I just wanted to go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, he was lovely, brilliant. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and lastly, when you shook his hand, was that whilst you were going to the toilet, or, or afterwards, after, after you washed your hands? My hands. <laughs> after I washed my hands. Yeah. You're a hygienic man. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. So you bumped into uh, Danny Dyer in the toilets, yeah? I did. Are you a fan? Not really. So you didn't want to shake his hand or anything like that? Most definitely not. Hello, how can I help? Intercom man, it's um, J-Dog from Ian's show. Um, Have you ever met a celebrity in a toilet before? Yeah. Who was it? Your mum. No, my mum's not a celebrity. Um, Celebrities you met in a toilet before? Uh, Alex Ferguson. Where was that? Manchester. So you met Bobby Ball in a toilet 
here in Luton. Incredible story. Yes, they were staying overnight in the Strathmore Hotel and there was a, a small pub outlet called Balzac's Bistro and I bumped into him in the toilet there. So did you shake Bobby's hand in the toilet? No. Can I ask why? It's because I washed my hands, yeah. I, I didn't notice him washing his hands. Right, so, so you're thinking he didn't wash his hands, I'm not going to shake your hand. That's right, yeah. yeah. Very good point, well made. OK. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take care. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Leighton Buzzard, the high street is still closed at the moment, just at Bridge Street, following um, a police incident that's happened there. Very heavy on camera on the A1M, heading southbound between Junction 7 for Stevenage and Junction 6 for Wellin. Having a look at the A414, looking a little slower around the Park Street roundabout, and the M25 heading clockwise as a lane closed at the moment, uh, just between Junction 19 for Watford and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. That's due to a vehicle fire that's happened there. There is some recovery work now taking place. Rather heavy in Bricky Wood on the North Orbital Road, just at Junction 21A for the M25. And we're getting reports of an accident on the M40 Londonbound between Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout and Junction 3 for Loudwater. On the trains, delays on Thameslink between Watton at Stone and Hartford North. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola, thank you very much indeed. So, ever met a celebrity in a toilet? I warn you now, guys, we're going to be talking about Scotland quite a bit for the next couple of hours. I mean, I, um, uh, um, um. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headline, Scotland says no to independence. Fresh claims in Milton Keynes' taxi row and police breathalysing pub-goers in Hemel Hempstead. BBC Three Counties Radio. Scotland has voted no to independence, with just one area still to declare. The no vote stands at 55%, with the yes vote 45%. SNP leader Alex Salmon says he accepts the verdict of the people. Our referendum was an agreed and consented process... And Scotland has, by majority, decided not, at this stage, to become an independent country. I accept that verdict of the people, and I call on all of Scotland to follow suit in accepting the democratic verdict of the people of Scotland. David Cameron is set to make a statement shortly. The BBC's political editor, Nick Robinson, says there are implications for the whole of the UK. The argument will now begin, rather than end, about exactly what needs to change in Scotland to give it some form of stability, some sort of certainty about its future governing relationships with Westminster. And as a result of that, of course, it will unlock a great debate not had before about the governing arrangements in England, about extending them in Wales and extending them in Northern Ireland too. In other news, it's emerged that the former mayor of Milton Keynes, Subhan Shafiq, gave character references for three alleged sex offenders applying to become cab drivers, as well as vouching for the serial rapist Nadim Kiani. He also gave his support to two men accused of sexual offences. More from Tony Fisher. Councillor Katrina Morris claims Mr Shafiq gave a character reference during the last 18 months for one suspected sex offender 
but his application was refused. Former councillor Don Hoyle, sitting on the appeal committee in 2012, said Shaban Shafiq spoke on behalf of a man accused of molesting a woman, but he says police did not pursue charges, so the man was able to carry on working as a taxi driver. Three men have gone on trial at Luton Crown Court, charged with smuggling heroin with a street value of over £37 million into the UK in an old Jaguar car. The jury heard the vehicle was rammed with 316 packets of the drug when it was discovered in December last year. Three men, including 35-year-old Isra Khan from Luton, deny the charges. Two motorcyclists have been seriously injured in separate crashes in Hertfordshire. One was injured in the early hours of yesterday morning on the A41 at Hemel Hempstead. The other was injured in a collision with a minibus on Wednesday evening on the A505 near Hitchin. Pub and club goers enjoying a night out in Hemel Hempstead are being breathalysed by Hertfordshire Police. More from Katie John. Throughout this time, people will be encouraged to drink responsibly and be aware of how much alcohol they are consuming. In addition to this, the police will carry out licensing patrols, which will run until the end of the month. The action is being taken as part of a national alcohol awareness campaign. In sport, practice starts this morning in Singapore ahead of Sunday's Formula One Grand Prix as Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg renew their battle for the title. The weather, heavy showers and thunderstorms mixed with clearer spells later on, a maximum temperature 23 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. And I don't like it very much. Oh, no, oh, no. He swallowed my toe, he swallowed my toe. Oh, gee, oh, gee. He's up to my knee, he's up to my knee. Oh, fiddle, oh, fiddle. He's reached my middle, he's reached my middle. Oh, heck. He's up to my neck, he's up to my neck. Oh, dread, oh, dread, he's swallowed by... BBC Three Counties Radio Man Alive, it's Friday Thank Crunchy for that Decision time for Scotland Tough time for taxis And party time For anybody listening to this show If you want to take part Then why don't you give us a call 08459 455 555 Ever met a celebrity in a toilet Steady, steady And basically, we will be talking about Scotland quite a bit this morning. Obviously, it's the biggest story around, but, 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 but... Have you got anything to distract us from Scotland, please? 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Here's what we do, Catherine. Here's what we do. Let's um, celebrate our Scottish relatives. I'm Gonny. Oh, what? My uh, granny used to live next door to a, a very nice Scottish lady called May. Can I have her? Yes, you can. Right. Tell us about May. Short for Mavis, probably. She used to let us park on her drive when we Fantastic. went to see Gran. Fantastic. So we didn't have to park in the street. Fan- because it's quite rough around there and we kept getting broken into. In Scotland? No, in Salford. In Salford. OK, yeah. OK, well then, fantastic. We'll do that. This is what we'll do. We'll celebrate Scottish people we know. Yeah. Um, my, a lot of my family are Scottish. 
Yes. My granddad Jock was um, Scottish. Yeah, you were frightened <laughs> of him, weren't you? I was frightened of him because he was a very old-fashioned gentleman. Uh, he had a very thick uh, Aberdeen accent, which I could barely understand. He was also like to drink a lot of alcohol. Oh. And so when he drunk a lot of alcohol, I could understand him even less. And I would, um, I would be like five years old, and I'd sit there, and he'd speak to me. I wouldn't have a clue what he's saying. I'd run out to my mum crying. Oh. Let's celebrate the Scotch people I've you got know. One. Go on. um, my favourite presenter I ever worked with, Ronnie Barber. Yeah. He's a Scotsman. <laughs> oh, and um, charming man, a funny man, yeah. and uh, greatly missed by me. What do you mean your favourite presenter you ever worked with? That. Um, yeah, I had a favourite producer. Sorry, Kels? Was it me? No. Do you remember when I produced you? Yeah, unfortunately I do. No, it was, hey. it was, it was actually Catherine, so oh. that makes things... Um, Awkward. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like you too, but, you know, you're something special. Thanks, mate. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Scottish people you know, shall we? Now, Scotland will remain part of the UK following a victory for the No campaign in the referendum. In the last hour, the First Minister of Scotland, Alex Salmond, has conceded defeat, but said he expected the promises of greater powers to come quickly. Well, political reporter Paul Scoynes uh, is here. The polls, uh, it would seem, had it quite wrong. Yeah, Ian, in the, in the sort of run-up to the election, the polls were putting it very close, only a point, sometimes less in it, and uh, sometimes in the, uh, uh, the sort of case of the last week or so, it turned out that the polls were suggesting that the Yes campaign had it by a margin. Of course, that then triggered a huge decamp to uh, Scotland by the Westminster parties to try and shore up support. And uh, it would seem on the face of it that you know, certainly the government will, will claim that that is uh, what turned it. Indeed, the Prime Minister is uh, is speaking right now and he said that he welcomes uh, the Scottish independence uh, sort of uh, vote. Uh, the, I bet the, that's a very smug speech he's giving there. Well, he's sort of saying that, uh, of course, that the, you know, the Scots have rejected that independence uh, vote and indeed will we'll now move towards trying to push for new powers. What was interesting, I heard a bit of, we heard a bit of uh, Mr Salmon's speech, is he said that the, the Scottish people have rejected independence for now. Yes. Uh, th- th- there ain't never going to be another referendum, is it? Th- that's it. Well, I think it's one of these once-in-a-generational things, yeah. so I think it tends to be one of these uh, uh, sort of things that takes a, a little long time, but indeed what, what I suppose is resounding was the turnout, incredible turnout, so between sort of 80 and 90%, 86% I think was the turnout, so incredible really that that was the, uh, the sort of amount that they managed to get out. I'm just looking at my screen. We're going to go to some audio with uh, Matt Lockwood in a bit, but I don't actually have it in the running order. So let's uh, let's slip that if we can. Huge turnout. Yeah, absolutely. More 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 than people vote for the X Factor. <laughs> Indeed. I mean, you know, the numbers are are quite incredible. So the the no vote managed to to poll around uh, 1.9 million. The yes vote 1.5 million. Indeed, only I think around four million people were registered. So huge numbers, really, when you think about it. Just a, a massive turnout. Indeed, shows that you know people are engaged in politics when it's something that they care about. Indeed, the I think that the, the you know what you'll hear in a second is that you know across the uh, country people were sort of engaging in this not just on 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 the street but on social media and so on as well so um yeah well as you, uh, we've got the audio now our reporter matt lockwood went to the watford and west hart scottish society last night as they held their weekly dance in bushy
Okay, so we've got a rehearsal for a Scottish dance going off behind us. I'm joined by three people here, Duncan, Maura and Andy, who all have relatives or friends uh, living in Scotland. Duncan, what's the feeling like in Scotland? There is tremendous excitement. There's never quite been an election of any kind like this. The turnout is expected to be between 80 and 90%. Um, the degree of emotional involvement as far as I understand, has been enormous. There are stories of people kissing their ballot papers before they post them, and people voting with tears in their eyes. I know my own brother, my only relative up there, um, has moved back from Spain um, and bought a house simply in order to be able to, to, to vote there. Absolutely, Andy. He yeah. does energise people, hasn't it? It's got Certainly people has, talking. Yes. yes. Yeah, my mum and dad are both in, in Scotland and both voted today, so they were strong no's, uh, but other parts of the family are yes, and um, I've noticed, certainly on social media today, people seem to try and sort of make up a bit, that having been really quite divided and, and some very sort of heated exchanges and people falling out and people being worried about if they'd ever get on again. Uh, there's a lot of parties happening, I think, so... Um, the noses and the yeses are all sort of getting together and saying, you know, whatever the outcome, uh, you know, we'll, we'll still be friends and we'll still sort of get on. And so you've got a split in your own family. I mean, has, has that created tensions at all? Yes, I think um, certainly my mum and dad, who were the strong noes, uh, felt rather sort of silenced. There were so many people around them who were staunchly yes that they felt um, that they couldn't sort of freely express themselves. Well, that was uh, our reporter, Matt Lockwood, at the Watford and West Hart Scottish Society. That was last night. One of the voices that you heard there was uh, Duncan McNiven. Good morning, Duncan. Good morning. So you were going to be voting yes for independence, is that right? Well, I, I didn't have a vote, oh, of course, you didn't have because, a vote. You're, you're because down I'm, I'm down here. But, but that's what you wanted. That's what I wanted, yes. Why, was, why did you feel so strongly about that? Well, I... It seemed to me that there was a new kind of politics emerging. It was outside the political parties. It was self-funded. It was it had self-published materials. It was looking towards a written constitution for Scotland, and it was going to bring decision-making close to the Scottish people. It was going to apply Scotland's huge resources to solving Scotland's huge social problems. And sadly, this new politics seems to have been defeated. You must be quite disappointed. I am. I'm very disappointed. It, to me, it seems it's like a victory for the Westminster politicians, for the press barns, for the banks, for the stock exchange, for the multinational businesses, for, I think, for fear over hope. It's for all the, all the things that I don't think people in England think very much of either. It seems to me that something very special was lost last night, and it's not easy to see what will replace it. You are... Scotland is getting a a, a raft of uh, special treatment and measures, aren't they? Well, we've been given a lot more responsibilities, and um, it seems, unless we see the details, that basically we've been given the same amount of money and more things to do with it. Um, That just sounds to me like cuts, um, and cuts are very much what are on the, the Westminster agenda. There's plenty of Westminster MPs who are talking about their doubts even about, um, even about delivering these things and of curbing the powers of the Scottish Parliament. I think we've just got to see. I'm, I'm not optimistic about this. I think Scotland has now lost its, its day of power. I am I'm reading on the television screen as we're speaking, Duncan. The strap uh, on the BBC News is the Prime Minister has just said he will ensure devolution commitments are honoured. Do you buy that? 
no, because there is no written constitution in Britain. No parliament can be bound by, um, by a previous parliament. Um, a future Boris Johnson um, as, as, uh, or Nigel Farage as, uh, as, as prime minister would not be bound by that for five minutes. Um, pa- uh, Westminster could abolish the Scottish parliament tomorrow in five minutes. Duncan, you've, you've, uh, you've just given me a nightmare there, but thank you very much. That's Duncan McNiven, who uh, lives in Crocley, Croxley Green in Rickmansworth. Paul? I, I mean, I think Duncan's maybe being overly negative at that point, because if you were to take this as a prime ministerial race, for example, 45% to 55% isn't a resounding victory for the uh, for the no campaign it's mm. still you know very close and i think that shows that there will be a, a significant movement from people who want actual change and of course what that means for the rest of us for the rest of the country for england wales and northern ireland indeed is that you will probably see greater powers devolve down to a local level now duncan could well be right by the you know getting us to do more with less money but you know, it was very clear that the uh, whoever was in charge of whatever country Scotland was going to become, the financial pressures were still going to be there. So were it a yes vote, they were still going to face the same financial pressures uh, that the, the the whole of the UK faces now. And indeed, what the uh, what the Better Together campaign was saying, well, you're facing that uh, those pressures, but in a landscape that we're not quite sure what it'll look like. We were talking, in reference to our conversation an hour ago, we were trying to list councils, mm. came up with the style council... And various other councils but wasn't there a council in star wars um what what, the sort of the galactic council (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i'm not a fan of star wars i think it's an awful film but um there was a count didn't um darth vader sit on a wasn't he on the local council he was on a council what council did darth vader and uh, peter cushing sit on in star wars 08459 555 are you saying that darth vader was a parish councillor Something like that, yes. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off in Leighton, uh, Buzzard and the High Street is closed at the moment, just at Bridge Street, uh, following a police incident that's taking place. The A1M looking heavy on the speed sensors just between Junction 7 for Stevenage. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise, very slow moving at the moment, um, between Junction 21 and the M1 and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Also looking heavy on the sensors anti-clockwise, um, just around Junction 16 for the M40. And in Borehamwood on camera, the Barnet Bypass, that's looking rather heavy, between Stirling Court at Mill Hill Circus. So far on the trains, uh, delays at the moment on Thameslink between Watton at Stone and Hartford North. Um, but that's all due to a signalling problem there. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. 7.16, it's Friday the 19th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Scotland has voted no to independence, with just one area still to declare. The no vote stands at 55%, with the yes vote 45%. David Cameron says there is now a great opportunity to change the way that Britain is governed. And it's emerged that the former mayor of Milton Keynes, Subhan Shafiq, gave character references for three alleged sex offenders applying to become cab drivers. He was forced to stand down after vouching for a convicted rapist. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, here's Robert Peroni. Oh. 
Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. Are league tables the best way to judge a school? Pound, do you have any sympathy for the Buckinghamshire golfer Ian Poulter? Police are issuing safety advice to women in Watford, but I'm fascinated by the age gap between her and her husband. Figures show that around half a million pounds were spent in Hertfordshire last year clearing up after people who dump rubbish. They just ate them. Roberto Peroni. There's been an extraordinary action on social media. My big concern is that no one ever worries about the victims. The whole system is designed to help the criminal. Roberto Peroni, weekdays from three, BBC Three Counties Radio. We're going to be talking about Scotland a lot this morning. I know, I know, it's a big news story. I'm guessing, um, I might have this completely wrong. If I've got it wrong, do tell me. I'm guessing that most of you are kind of, eh. There's a real, I, I can hear a real kind of, oh well. That's a little bit of an anticlimax. 08459 455 555, if indeed that is the case. Or not. Maybe you're going, no, Ian, how dare you treat this with disdain, contempt? How dare you? This is a huge thing. Excited or disappointed, either way, give me a call. 08459 455 555. Um, And if you're not that bothered, why don't you call us up and let us know about any Scots people you've ever met? Let's celebrate Scots people that you have met. 08459 455 555. You can also text if you want. 81333. Start your text 3CR. And what the heck? I've even got a computer system installed now and they've given me an electronic mail address. Ian.ly at bbc.co.uk. I-A-I-M dot L-E-E at bbc.co.uk. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, a couple of weeks ago, the Mayor of Milton Keynes resigned after it emerged he'd vouched for the character of a serial rapist applying for a taxi licence. Well, we've been trying to contact Subhan Shafiq about what happened with no success. He doesn't seem keen to uh, come on this show or any other show uh, and explain himself. We'll give him a call before nine o'clock to see if he fancies coming on. But uh, it, it, And if he does, we, we'd certainly like to ask him a few questions because it's now alleged that he spoke up for two other prospective cabbies who also happen to be suspected sex offenders. Well, that's according to my next guest, former Conservative councillor Don Hoyle, and the current Conservative councillor Katrina Morris, who's been chair of Milton Keynes Regulatory Subcommittee for the past 18 months. Uh, good morning to both of you. Good morning. Uh, now, let's start with you, Tom, uh, uh, Don. Sorry, former Tory councillor Don Hoyle. You say that Subban Shafiq helped one suspected sex offender appeal to have his licence reissued on the 8th of February 2012. What happened there? Well, we were told that to be on our best behaviour, of course, with... Um uh, because we were having a councillor come in, and the councillor was Subban. Um, he didn't say very much, but it was very unusual for a councillor to speak up on behalf of um, uh, of a cabbie. And what did he say? Well, he didn't say very much at all. But the the the, the fact was that he was there at all. That was the that was the thing. Uh, and it, and I mean, in the end, the chap. We, we, there was no evidence put up against this chap. Um, the girl who alleged uh, that he'd um, molested her couldn't pick him out on a, 
so big... that was what the, the the driver had. He had been a cab driver. He'd been accused of molesting a girl, and she was she had been unable to identify him in in a, a police lineup. Yes, and the police didn't uh, proceed with any prosecution for lack of evidence. But um, the fact that uh, so it had to it had to be dropped. But the 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 unusual thing was that Saban Safiq could uh, come along to speak on on the man's behalf. Uh, as I say, you often used to get people come along and help them uh, uh, speak, uh, you know, because their English suddenly disappeared. So you often had people speaking for them and translating and explaining what was going on. What, what, do, you mean very, what do you mean, Don, that their English suddenly disappeared? Well, you often, you'd get, you'd get cabbies come along and they couldn't... Um, they, they had to be, uh, tra- had, have everything translated for them, which is quite unusual, really. We, but Sivan was su- supporting this chap. We talked just, just a, a, one brief side note. We talked about this last week. Do you think it's important for for cabbies in in uh, Britain to speak English? Well, they have to understand what their clients are telling them and the directions and where to go. Mm. Now, I suppose in this case, the chap hadn't been charged with anything. He hadn't, uh, as far as I know, he certainly hadn't been found guilty of anything. So no, I'm assuming that, that, that's important to understand. Yeah. You know. Um, we can't say there's no smoke without fire. You can't say that. You have to go on the evidence you're given, and in the end, he said, well, the evidence just isn't there. So the gentleman was, was, was given his uh, cab licence back? Yes, he, he, it wasn't taken away from him. OK. Uh, stay there, Don. Let's speak uh, to Katrina Morris, been chair of Milton Keynes Regulatory Subcommittee for the past 18 months. Katrina, you head up the committee, which uh, grants licences to taxi drivers and casinos and clubs. Uh, one of these men appeared before the panel within your time as chair, didn't he? Um, yes, just to, just to correct you, I've uh, just recently become chair of the overall committee in the last week, but previously, uh, if you were the vice chair, which I was one of them, you could chair uh, subcommittees, so I have okay. chaired a number of subcommittees. Thank and you yes, for the correction. I, <laughs> and yes, I chaired, uh, I've chaired many subcommittees, but I have chaired one where um, Subban came in um, as a reference. And interesting that Don was just saying that it was... That was unusual, and that's, that's something I've been saying. You, you know, it, uh, that's the only time I've sat on one where somebody else has come in with a character reference. Um, I've had them where they've had their solicitor with them or other people. I haven't had a, a translation issue. Uh, they've always spoken English, those that I've, I've seen, but uh, it is the only time I've been aware um, that another councillor has come in and, and spoken up to somebody. So how do you know that the chap applying for a licence was a suspected sex offender? Uh, you get um, red papers, um, which are confidential papers before any of these subcommittees. Uh, nobody else can see them other than the committee and obviously the applicant and the, the um, officer who's doing the, uh, the uh, licence. And uh, everything is contained in those documents. And the important thing is, at the meeting itself, again, it's a private meeting with no press or public there, so that we can go into great detail about what we have on the paperwork, which is always the um, DBS, the, the CRB, with all the content of that. And during the meeting, it's vital that we go into great detail um, of whatever is on there to reassure ourselves that this person is fit and proper, or indeed to conclude that the person isn't fit and proper. But we have all of that information, and we must have all of that information, because it's vital to make sure that everybody driving taxis out there are, are safe. And as we said, the vast majority are. Had the gentleman in question in this incident um, been, uh, been charged or found guilty of a sex crime? 
Um, this was information contained on an advanced DBS, uh, CRB, um, and um, a, a no. Um, however, um, it's interesting, it's something I have learnt, that if there are very serious concerns about somebody, but it might not have gone to court, or for, for various reasons, uh, the police leave this information on a CR, very, very serious information, not... You know, not a, but if, if the person there. hasn't been charged uh, or, or, or found guilty, then th- th- technically they're not guilty of anything, are they? It's interesting because for me, uh, you know, innocent till proven guilty is, is, is the crux of this country. However, there must be situations where, for some reason, and we don't know what those reasons might be, uh, these information remains on a DBS. Um, and in some cases, people will go, and clearly people will go to court to try and have these things removed. And, and won't. They won't be removed. So you have to take it as, from the police's point of view, they're on here for a very good reason. But yes, I agree with you. You know, innocent till proven guilty. What had he been accused of? Um, I, I, and as I said all the way along, I don't remember the detail, but it, they're sex-related uh, issues, yeah. Uh, there are three of you on this committee. Um, I'm, I'm assuming you said no to this gentleman's licence. Is that right? Absolutely. What did the other two people say? Uh, as a committee, we said no. The, the final vote was um, for all of us to, to be saying no. Yeah. So all three of you said no? In the end, the final vote was a, a no vote, yes. You say in the end? And there's discussions go on because people have differing views to begin with um, and there's sort of some persuasion to happen sometimes either way. But... Uh, but at the end, one comes to a, usually, everybody in agreement. You say persuasion. That I, I have read accounts where the, 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 it's, it's implied it was actually a little bit harder than that, that you, you kind of had to fight the other two to, to uh, get them to agree. They were quite prepared to say yes. Um, in the end, we thankfully said uh, no to but him. But they were prepared to say are, yes at some point. There are some difficult conversations to be had. Yes, absolutely. So th- th- there were two councillors. If, if you hadn't have been there to, to fight that corner, the t- the, uh, it's quite possible that person could have been granted a licence. Again, everything's possible, isn't it? Yes, I was there, and no, it wasn't. Um, and, and if other people had been there, different decisions might have been made, like, you know, we know in the other one. So Which is why, I guess, um, why we, need a, we kind of need a standard, don't we? To, 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 uh, if, you know, this, if this could have gone the other way, if the other two people on the, the, the panel had, you know, were so keen to say yes and you hadn't been so strong-willed, then this gentleman could be driving around. So I, I suppose we do need a, a, a standardisation, don't we? The policy is extremely strong on this, in my view, um, and and therefore entirely within the policy to say no, and, and frankly not within the policy to say yes. Um, but I would hate the day where we have something that is, is literally tick, ticking boxes. One has to have, you know, opinions to be allowed to be, to be made and to make sure, because there will be the odd circumstances not related to sex offenders, but there will be a, the odd circumstance where something's slightly different. And there have to be guidelines, but they're very strong guidelines. And I, I feel confident that, you know, they say what they need to say and that people that shouldn't be cab drivers are, are not out there doing it. Two final quick questions. Uh, when we spoke to you last time, Katrina, you couldn't remember uh, if uh, one of these gentlemen had been um, uh, uh, accused of sex crimes. You've remembered now. What triggered your memory? No, no, no. I did have said before that they were um, sex-related, but oh, I don't on the know show, you, On the show last week, you couldn't remember? 
in detail, I don't remember, no, okay. because okay. I, we do a lot of them, and of I, I purposely make sure that I, having made a decision, I move on from it, okay. because the decision is made, and, and we have another one to make around the corner. I'm sure there are lots of these that happen. And, and finally, uh, both of you, start with you, Katrina. Mr Shafiq uh, is still a councillor, um, uh, refusing to uh, answer our calls. Do, do you think it, it really is time for him to go now? Um, as I say, and I need to continue saying, it's a matter for him, but I know my leader is very strong that if it had been in our situation, that, m- making that decision, the, the person would have gone. I, I think Councillor McCall is in, in a difficult situation. He tells us that he can't remove the whip, he can't, you know, he can't make people go, um, and therefore it's a matter for, for the individual to go. But I think the, the strength of feeling from the public should be fairly obvious to people. Don, uh, I should, of course, flag up that you are a former Tory councillor. These, these gentlemen are Lib Dems, so you may be slightly biased, but do you think it's time for Mr Shafiq to go? Well, I agree with Katrina, who's, who's put a very, very strong case. Um, but there's one thing that hasn't been mentioned. The council is what's known as the corporate parent. That means that everybody who works for the council has a responsibility for the children of Milton Keynes, especially those in care and they run around for schools and things in taxes, every councillor is effectively in charge of those children and has a responsibility. And I think it's up to the council, including leaders of parties, to be very, think very, very carefully about the decisions they make. And, and uh, whether, you know, I agree with Katrina, it's up to the person to examine his conscience and see what he ought to do. But it's, it's a very, very serious business being a councillor, in fact, working for a council. You're, you're effectively the parent of children who are very vulnerable, and also of adults who are vulnerable. Don, do you think that Mr Shafiq has let down the children of Milton Keynes? I think it's um, a very, very sad day that uh, this, is, this has happened. That, uh, that's really what's happened. Whether he steps down or not... It would make a clean sweep if, he, if they stepped down and, and said, yes, we, we've really made a mistake over this. Don, thank you very much indeed. Former Conservative Councillor Don Hoyle and the current Conservative Councillor uh, Katrina Morris. 08459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off looking at the sensors at the moment on the Great North Road, looking very heavy moving um, at the Black Cat roundabout at the moment. In Dunstable, it's heavy on the High Street at the moment, just around Church Street. And the A1M heading southbound, very heavy moving, just around Junction 7 for Stevenage. Just getting in in Leighton, Buzz at the High Street has reopened now, that was at Bridge Street. And the M25, very slow anti clockwise between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. And in Chestnut, very heavy moving on the A10, the Great Cambridge Road, just around around a college road and taking a look at the Barnet Bypass on camera that's looking heavy heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus on the trains delays on Thameslink between Watton at Stone and Hartford North and that's due to a signalling problem Nicola Richards BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you Nicola have you ever met a celebrity in a toilet or do you know a Scottish person 08459 555555 Across beds hearts and bugs This is BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you. 
With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. Scotland has voted no to independence, with just one area still to declare. The no vote stands at 55%, with the yes vote 45%. David Cameron says there's now a great opportunity to change the way Britain is governed. It's emerged that the former mayor of Milton Keynes, Saban Shafiq, gave character references for three alleged sex offenders applying to become cab drivers. He was forced to stand down after vouching for a convicted rapist. And county councillors in Hertfordshire have agreed a plan to keep all the county's recycling centres open following public consultation, which they say will save £6 million over the next eight years. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Practice starts this morning in Singapore ahead of Sunday's Formula One Grand Prix as Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg renew their battle for the title. Watford captain Troy Deeney is out of tomorrow lunchtime's kick-off with Bournemouth with a hamstring injury. The Hornets say he'll be missing for a matter of weeks, but Gianni Minari and Fernando Forestieri are both fit. Milton Keynes-Dons host crew, boosted by the new contract for sought-after midfielder Deli Alley. He says he's concentrating on trying to help the Dons to promotion. You know, I'm not thinking about future too much. I'm just focusing on the present and I think um, at this moment in time I'm here so I'm just going to enjoy playing here and helping the club as much as I can. The league is our main focus this season and um, we know we know we're a very good side this year. We've got a good range of like, old people and young people and it's a good mix. Luton will check on the fitness of Jake Howells and Paul Benson for the trip to Cambridge but Steve McNulty returns after the birth of his daughter and Matt Robinson is back after suspension. His manager John Still. I think our performances warranted a few more points than they've got. But having said that, you know, as I said, we, we, we have to have people that can clear the ball from our box and on a couple of occasions we haven't and put it in the other end. And on a couple of occasions we haven't. There was a few games earlier on the season we're not making enough chances. Final ball, I kept saying about our final ball, our final pass. I think we're doing that now. Elsewhere in League Two, Steve Nidge go to Oxford, Wickham are at Portsmouth and there's commentary on Watford, MK Dons, Luton, Steve Nidge and Wickham in tomorrow's Three Counties Sport which starts at midday. And in last night's Europa League matches, Tottenham drew 0-0 away to Partizan Belgrade, Everton were 4-1 winners at home to Wolfsburg. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin is at 8. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. A lot uh, of talk about Scotland this morning. I'm kind of guessing that most of you are waking up, looking at the the news and going, oh well. You're not really that bothered by it. I mean, we've got to feature it on the, the, the news. Well, why have we got to feature it on the news? I don't know. Okay, well, we have to feature it on the news because it's news. Why do we have to feature it on the show? I don't know. That I don't know. It's one of those things that... Is it one of those stories that's only a story because we keep going on about it? I gen- I'm trying to gauge your reaction to the news that Scotland has voted no to independence. Are you bothered? I mean, some of you might be quite hot under the collar, thinking it's a terrible missed opportunity. It's great news. It's fantastic. I suspect most of us are... Uh, Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. On that subject, ever met a Scottish person? What are they like? Do give us a call. Um, and we're also asking, have you ever met a celebrity in a toilet? Some great stories already. Uh, before we go to Justin, we've got Ian on the M1. Morning, Ian. Morning, Ian. Uh, I'm not on the M1. I'm on the M25. Oh, go on, mate. Um, uh, they held all the traffic just for anybody who's stuck in it. There's a lorry at the A1 junction. Um, so it was at. Um, Anti-clockwise. It doesn't look like it's been in an accident, but they've held all the traffic near Potter's Bar at 24. So that's, if you're stuck in that, that's the reason. There's got a big accident ahead. 
actually shouldn't be there too long, but it's all hell, so... You, do you want money or something? I don't... What? Do you want money? Well, I want to be the new traffic person, you know what I mean? I want to bring these live reports to you. Well, well, well I mean, we have Nicola, who is, you know, I don't want to say excellent because it's not true, but she's she's really working on it. Well, yeah, but I've just, this is live from the scene, you know what I mean? I've just gone past it all. That's true. You haven't got a helicopter, have you? Uh, I haven't. I've got my back. I tell you what, if you, if you get a helicopter and uh, label it the flying eye, then give us a call back and we'll chat. Okay, and you'll call me in traffic or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll call, we'll call me in traffic or something. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, does any radio station have a flying eye anymore? Do you know what, boss? Years ago, I think it was on uh, Noel Edmonds. Uh, what was that program we did uh, at the weekend? Swap shops. No, it wasn't that one. It, it was the big sassy night program. Swap shop. No, the house party. The house party. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Um, he had that uh, feature called Gotcha, and there was a celebrity in a helicopter doing a, a, a one-off traffic special that morning. Yeah. But um, the helicopter cool. uh, w- was above fields, and it was a big Gotcha. Somebody would tell me who that was. I used to work for a commercial radio station. We apparently had a flying eye, run by Captain Johnny, <laughs> by the name of Thunderbird <laughs> One. Did, did, have I, did, have I, did I dream this? Didn't three counties have a helicopter? No. Did Never. I dream that? In my time, and I've been here ages. Yeah. I thought they had a helicopter. I wish. Imagine a, ra- imagine a radio station going, what we need, guys? Helicopter. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Let's do it. OK, right, fine. But that was the days before CCTV on the, yeah. on the motorways, wasn't it? So yeah. how on earth do you convince people that you're not just going by rumour and speculation? I'm being told we didn't have a helicopter, we had a jammy dodger. <laughs> Thank oh. you. Oh, yes, we did. We yeah. had Jamie Dodger yeah. uh, on his motorbike, I think, every Friday. Was that actually a person? Yeah, it was. It was a person called Jamie Dodger. Yeah, he was on his bike going up and down the motorways, um, checking out the traffic for us. Wowzers. Those... Jamie, you legend. <laughs> yeah, where is Jamie now? I don't know. <sighs> anyway, Scotland, mm, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they have voted no to independence. I'm thinking mm. that the majority of people are kind of... Uh, oh well, you know it's a bit of an anti. It's like Boxing Day. It's yeah. a little bit of an anti-climax. I'm with you on this one. I mean, I've been sent out a few times over the last couple of weeks to to get people's reaction to what's going on. Most people, being brutally honest, could not care less because it doesn't really affect them. Of course, yeah. if you're in Scotland, totally different. I mean, I've been in two towns this morning. In Luton, the people here, people here, couldn't care. They yeah. just could not care at all. But um, I was in Harpenden earlier when it was announced that it was a no, and the people there, they do care. Oh. Here's what they had to say about the decision. So, Paul, the news is now through. Scotland have voted no. Um, what's your initial reaction to that news? Very pleased and that the part of the whole UK sticks together, which is what it should do, and we're a big family and we should stay like that in the world as it is. In the last couple of weeks, so much talk about it. Were you genuinely worried that Scotland were going to go their own way then? Not genuinely worried, just concerned that it was so hyped up that there could be a yes vote. It just seemed very obvious that sort of jingoistic sort of nationhood shouldn't be that way. It should be individuals and uh, a family of people. And why is it so important to you that, that we stay as Great Britain, as a family, as you put it? Um, well, importantly, all families stick together and look each other after each other in good and bad times. And bad times mean there could be global threats. And the last thing we want is somebody coming in from the top of England, from the top of Scotland. So that could be a vulnerability for us as a country. Interesting stuff. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Again, sir, you just uh, heard the news. Scotland have voted no. Yep. What's your reaction? Well, I think it was it was a democratic vote. I think, you know, the, clearly a close call and a, and a tough decision for a lot of people. But I think hopefully now this will, will, you know, 
allow change to occur within reason, mm -hmm. which is right for the Scottish people, and um, hopefully some sort of level of normality can return. What about yourself, personally? Are you pleased with this result? I'm pleased to the extent they won't continue a period of uncertainty. There may be an element of that, but I think, that for me, the key is that the vote, you know, everyone was given the opportunity to vote. Very good turnout, 84%. So, I think... Yeah, it, 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 was, it was the people of Scotland's decision. Maybe people in England should have been consulted as well. I think some of the voting, who was allowed to vote and who wasn't allowed to vote, was, was probably a bit confused and probably maybe a little bit unfair in, in some cases. But, no, personally pleased with the result, but it was obviously for the Scottish people to decide. Well, there's, so there's some emotion there, Justin. Mm, absolutely, some. Very limited, but I think, um, as you've been talking this morning, I think most people waking up this morning going, oh, right, and then they just get on with their day. I think I think most people really today don't really care. Yes, they've, they've heard about the decision, but in reality, most people don't care. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Justin, thank you very much. We'll speak to you later on 08459 455555. David's in Biggleswood. Morning, David. Hello, Ian. What have you got for us? Well, um, you made a comment earlier on that really made me laugh about the politicians listening to these so-called opinion polls that get it wrong yet again. When you said, well, you know, they, they would get a free amnesty on returning, you know, overdue library books. Yes. So I thought that was very, very droll. But it did actually trigger another thought, Ian, and, yeah. and it's this. How is it, if we are really to be a united kingdom, we are still not on a level playing field? I think, in actual fact, the Scots have probably got a better standard of living already, thanks to Westminster, than we do in England and elsewhere. And I'll tell you for why. How is it that one day you will have to pay for your son and daughter's university education? The Scots do not. How is it that one day, um, f heaven forbid, but one day you may have to pay for residential care for your loved ones when, and I may be wrong here, Ian, the Scots do not, what I really tried to say is they already enjoy um, a lot of, of, of luxuries and good luck to them. But if they're getting free education at university, I think we all should. And if we all can't, then I think we all ought to pay. Now, is that logic selfish or is it fair? I think it's fair and it's unfair at the present moment. They have been... I, 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 I want to correct you on one thing and someone yeah. will know more about this than I. I think when it comes to the care homes, uh, that, that you do pay for care homes, you, you certainly pay for um, uh, accommodation costs for care homes in Scotland. Right. I think it's uh, personal care at home that's free. Someone will correct me. But the, the, your point still stands when it comes to, to, to education. I don't know. I don't, it doesn't seem particularly fair. And it, it seems that uh, the Prime Minister and the others have bent over backwards and given Scotland even more powers. That, that, that Surely Wales and Northern Ireland and the English must be scratching their heads going, well, hang on a second, why are they getting more stuff? When they, you know, they, had, they kicked off a little bit, had a little bit of a strop, and we've given them a loads of stuff. Well, I think Salmon has been playing a very clever game. And uh, he's certainly a politician with wits to reckon. I, this, this topic is not over. The, it will go on. The thing is that I personally, and I probably speak, I don't know, for most people in the UK, if Scots have more powers in their parliament, great. So long as it's not at the detriment. And now, I've got to be careful here. The vast majority in terms of, uh, of, of, of numbers live within the borders of England. The vast majority. Yes, we include Northern Ireland, we include Wales, of course. Uh, Cornwall. But the fact of the matter is, is it, do you think, that the, the people that live within England, 
who in fact subsidise much of this already. And are we going to have now, uh, are the apologies going to use us again as a docile pawn? David, uh, we, we, uh, have you ever met a Scottish person? I like the Scots, those few that I've met. Yeah. Well, we're going to speak to one now. Stay there. Liam is Scottish. Good morning, Liam. Good morning, Ian. Well, you, you've called in about this care home thing that David's mentioned. What is the situation in Scotland? He seems to think it's free. Well, it's not entirely free. And, and you were absolutely right in your comment down there. My mother was in a care home. And it, it isn't free. I think that you're also right that you get free home care. But you also get that in England. Well, I did. I accept that. I accept that, and that's why I said to Ian, I wasn't sure of my ground. Here. Listen, listen. Well, there, there is a there is a great great chance here that that there could be tensions building in Scotland from those forty five percent who didn't get their way. Liam, could you metaphorically high five David and show there is no hard feelings between the Scottish and the English? I, I, I don't think there's any um, ill feeling between the Scottish and the yeah. English. I think that there might be ill feeling between opposing factions within Scotland at the moment. OK, well. Liam, listen, thank you. David, I can hear your mum calling you. We'll let you go. 08459 455 555. We need a Scottish person and an English person to phone up. Now, what we need, this is what we need. We need a no voter and we need a yes voter to phone up and say, Oh, there's no hard feelings there, my laddie. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the A1M heading southbound, there's a lane closed at the moment because of an accident. Just between Junction 7 at Stevenage and Junction 6. The M25 heading anti-clockwise, very slow on the speed sensors at the moment. Um, and that's between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Queuing at the moment on the Barnet Bypass heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. And in Uxbridge, looking very slow at the moment on Swakeley's Road, just at Western Avenue. Uh, there's been an accident there causing problems. And taking a look at the trains, delays on Great Northern between Watton at Stone and Hartford North, and that's due to a signalling problem there. Also some minor delays on the Metropolitan Line between Wembley Park and Amersham. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola! Yeah. We've had a gentleman, another Ian, um, who's... <laughs> He's been phoning in with some excellent travel reports recently. He phoned in just now from the M25 with uh, oh, amazing. Update. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he's kind of vying for... How long is your contract? <laughs> Depends on what he's saying. He, he's saying he's up for the gig. Oh, yeah. we could do like um, a double-header thing. Oh, blimey, Sarah. Oh, wait, 459 I don't think our budget would stretch to a double header. Not these days. Well, we make them fight then. Oh, yeah. Winner stays on. Winner stays on. Put your quid on the table and you can finish when we finish this frame. Okay, guys? 7.47. It's Friday the 19th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Scotland has voted no to independence. With just one area still to declare, the no vote stands at 55% with the yes vote 45%. It's emerged that the former mayor of Milton Keynes, Saban Shafiq, gave character references for three alleged sex offenders applying to become cab drivers. He was forced to stand down after vouching for a convicted rapist. Let's get the weather, Hisara. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Yes, thanks very much indeed. Uh, what we're looking at are some uh, torrential downpours, which largely are clearing away from beds, hearts and bucks now. Uh, but we've got more on the cards for later. So Met Office weather warning in force for all three counties and the warning stretches right the way through the day. As I say, things drying out now after some overnight thunderstorms and uh, largely they're tracking off towards the north. Maybe a couple around still through the breakfast time period. Uh, pretty isolated, but uh, certainly worth a mention. There are some uh, just uh, just grazing Buckinghamshire at the moment actually and uh, as we go through the morning and into the middle part of the day uh, a lot of dry and increasingly bright weather temperatures above where they should be for the time of year again up into the low 20s Celsius giving some sunshine uh, maybe even a smidge higher than that but of course that then will spark off the risk of further showers so by the end of the day into this evening we'll be talking about further thunderstorms a pretty isolated but if you catch one it could be quite heavy as we go through the night's night temperatures staying up in double figures another misty murky start tomorrow morning and humid but through the weekend uh, things tending to dry out and we'll start to see some uh, brighter weather coming through some clearer and some fresher weather and crucially uh, today is summer's last hurrah will turn cooler through the weekend Ian. Excellent Bring it on there were golds galore in Glasgow. Commonwealth Games as a whole was an amazing experience and to bring back the, the, the amount of medals that we did was, was amazing. Well, what a performance! But once again, we also want to celebrate our unsung sporting heroes this year. He's an amazing coach who really, really inspires us. So who will you nominate? She understands how we feel and everything. We're looking for someone who's made their contribution for no reward but had the enjoyment of seeing sport flourish in our local communities. To make your nomination, go to bbc.co.uk slash unsunghero and download a form. The closing date is the 20th of October, with our 2014 Unsung Hero announced at this year's BBC Sports Personality of the Year. You can't bottle it. <laughs> get inspired and get nominating. Well, if you bottle it, I'm assuming you're out of the running. Running, sports, clever. Now, Hertfordshire police are going out clubbing this weekend. That's to say, they'll be breathalyzing drunk people in Hemel. Yeah. As part of an awareness campaign, they'll be popping up in town centres, pubs and discotheques to kill the joy. That's what it sounds like, doesn't it? But you see, have I got this right, Kath? They're going to go up to drunk people, or people who've been drinking, and, and do breathalysers on them. Not to prosecute them, but just to show them that they're drunk. Yeah. I know what would have happened among my friends if that happened. They would have said, oh, am I only there? I'll go back and have another one. Yeah, it would, it would be a challenge. And I, I, I don't say this lightly. It would have been a challenge. Hang on a minute. He's more drunk than I am. Right, game on. I just think maybe it's a bit late once they're actually on it. Well, Justin Dealey has been out to the streets of Hemel to find out what people have to say. So, Dale, you live in Hemel. When you go out on a night out here in the town, how much do you drink? Talk me through it. We go for shots and pints, that's about it. So how many shots? Quite a few. <laughs> you say quite a few, I'm what, 10 sure. or 15? More than that, I'd say about 20. 20 yeah. shots a night and what, 10 pints of lager? Maybe, maybe like 7, 6, maybe. That's a lot of booze, isn't I it? I know. How do you feel after drinking that amount of alcohol the next day? <laughs> ill. I, feel, I do feel ill. I tell myself all the time I'm never drinking again. It doesn't happen. Okay, so how would you feel, and be honest, how would you feel if you was on a night out and you'd had that much to drink and somebody breathalyzed you to warn you about the dangers of what you were drinking? Would you just laugh at that? Would you take it seriously? Obviously, I'd take it seriously because I know that drinking is a serious issue, that, so it could be real dangerous, but it all depends. Obviously, I don't mind it happening, but it lets me know how, much, how drunk I am and yeah. 
It's interesting. So you'd have no problem volunteering for that. Um, Just lastly, though, the following weekend, I bet you'd be back up to your old tricks again, regardless of those results, wouldn't you? Yeah, probably. So, when you go out drinking, let's pick the extreme here, okay? How much can you drink in one night? In one night? (laughs) Depends. But at least one bottle. One bottle of spirits. Yeah, one bottle. I suspect the first child was um, was lying. Twi- seven pints and twenty shots. Is twenty Ger- shots? Where you you die? Wouldn't he? You? Thinks, is he Gerard Depardieu? <laughs> Who was in the, the papers this week saying he drinks 14 bottles of wine a night or something? A day, yeah. a, is it a day, right? I, I mean, I, I, I don't know about that. Well, Hertfordshire police don't want to talk about it. I don't know why. But fortunately, Roy Larter does. He's a course trainer at Hertfordshire Alcohol Problems Advisory Service. Morning, Roy. Good morning. What do you think of this approach? Uh, I think the first lad is probably um, exaggerating. I think he is slightly, yeah. yes, bless him. But nevertheless, the courses we run, we do get people who tell a similar story. Um, their weekend consumption or their weekly consumption it far exceeds the recommended uh, guidelines. And, you know, they're doing damage, long-term damage to themselves if they continue in that way. The police going around just, just breathalyzing people who are out at pubs and clubs. What are your thoughts on that? Well, if it raises awareness and it stops them getting in a car, um, you know, because obviously they're not targeting drivers at the moment, they're just picking up on members of the public, um, great if the message gets through, but they're approaching people who are drunk, who probably think it's a bit of a laugh. Um, Does the message get through? Probably not. That's kind of my my thing. You know, yeah, yeah, we we want to stop drink driving. Of course we do. Well, in that case, let's breathalyse people as they're getting into their cars, maybe, if they're seen coming from a pub or a club. But just people who are out having a laugh, you know, whatever you think about it, they should just... It it seems a little bit um, a a killjoy. Well, because the the problem is that society is, is, you know, based on a drinking culture and booze has never been cheaper. You look at all the offers in supermarkets, etc., and uh, they're practically giving it away. So, um, you know, the temptation is there. Um, budgets that kids have got is enough to get them drunk every weekend. Um, the education side of it, we try and get into schools and colleges. Um, as an agency, we're, we're a registered charity in Hertfordshire delivering that message. You are doing yourself long-term damage. Uh, and for women, it's even quicker. They, they, they can, you know, be, become damaged far more uh, earlier than guys do. We hear all these uh, stories in the Roy about uh, in the paper Roy about um, binge drinking and how it's worse than it's ever been. Is it worse? Because I remember uh, being sixteen, um, twenty-six years ago, uh, and sitting in a field and you know doing a bottle of Thunderbird with my mates, and we used to go out, you know. And I'm not proud of it, but it, 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 it's kind of a. It's well, kind of what teenagers do, isn't it? And they've always done. Well, you, they do, and you know, we try and deliver the message that it's, it might be OK, you're clever at the time, but long-term, you know, down the road a bit, um, people can get... It's, it's, a, it's a drug, it's addictive. For some individuals, they become addicted to it, uh, they become dependent on it, and uh, it, it ruins lives, and that's the message we try and get across. Uh, Roy, if people want to find out more about the Hertfordshire Alcohol Problems Advisory Service, where do they go? If they can give us a call in the office um, in Wellin, where I'm sat at the moment, uh, our phone number is 01462, sorry, 01438, I nearly gave my home number I know, then. I, yeah, I've yeah. done that before, 01438, be yeah. 718374 is our number here, and we're in the high street at the, the old village of Wellin. Keep up the good work, Roy. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Cheers. Roy Larter, there's a course trainer at Hertfordshire Alcohol Problems Advisory Service. I just kind of think, if I... I mean, I haven't had a drink for years. 
Ten years, uh, almost. If I was out with my mates uh, getting boozed up and a copper comes up to me and does a, a breathalyser test, it would either become a challenge to see who is the most drunk uh, or I think it was an inconvenience. I've got no idea how that's going to help in the slightest. I don't think it's going to help at all, is it? If you're already three sheets of the breeze, which is what they're going to be looking out for, surely. A bit late, isn't it? And this isn't to arrest people. I think this is just to say, hey, did you know that you're six times over the limit? Yes, so what? Just, I think, it's to show you up a bit. Yeah. Go and stop people if they're getting into their car. If you see someone going from a pub or a club into, and, and getting into a, a driving seat, then, yeah, breathalyse them. I've got no problem with that. Whether they, you know, if they, even if they don't look drunk, go and have a go. That seems fine. But um, just uh, ruining people's nights? Is that really what the police should be doing? You may disagree. 08459 455 555. Catherine, do you want to speak to Colin? Yeah, go on. I don't fancy it. Morning, Colin. Thank you very much, Mr Lee. Oh, adore him. He's in the right mood. It's Friday, uh, you wouldn't know he, it, would you? He's having a strop, is he? <laughs> what did you want to say, Colin? Uh, the flying eye, I believe, if I remember correctly, because it was a long time ago, was run by um, Capital Gold and their firm. Oh, right. Their company, and I used to listen to it when I was delivering through <sighs> London. and. Dear, dear. Um, stuck in traffic and see it flying over. Oh, right, so it was real. It wasn't just a sound effect. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, can you go into the other studio and kick him, please? Yeah, hang on a minute. He's being very rude. What a boring call. Hey, Cass, what are you doing? What's going on? What'd you do that for? Colin told me to. What'd you tell her to do the kick me for, Cole? Because you're being rude. You're being boring and she's being violent. No. I'm just talking about the flying eye. And very beautifully too. Thanks, and, Colin. And who asked? Who asked for us to ring in? Hmm? I was hoping we might get an interesting call about it. Well, that is, uh, there's not a lot more you can say about it. Um, I've just got back from South Wales. Had a couple of days away. That's why you've not heard from me. Did I have a nice time? Yes, thank you. I looked at loads of dinosaur footprints. Oh, I see. The silent treatment. Hmm. Never mind. So, um, I haven't looked out the window yet. What's the weather like? Is it raining here? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the A1M heading southbound. There's a lane closed at the moment because of an accident just between Junction 7 at Stevenage and Junction 6 from Welland Garden City. In Nebworth, it's queuing at the moment on London Road, just around Watton Road, as people are trying to divert away from the problems on the A1M. And having a look so far at the trains, delays on Great Northern between Watton at Stone and Hartford North. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you so much, Nicola. Thank you. Ever met a Scotsman? What are they like? And anything else you fancy. More of your calls after the news with Simon Oxley. 
Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, the headline, Scotland says no to independence, fresh claims in Milton Keynes' taxi row and Hertfordshire recycling centres to stay open. BBC Three Counties Radio. Scotland has voted no to independence with just one area still to declare. The no vote stands at 55% with the yes vote 45%. The average turnout was 84%, the highest for any UK election since 1951. SNP leader Alex Salmon says he accepts the verdict of the people. As we bring Scotland together, let us not dwell on the the distance we have fallen short. Let us dwell on the distance we have travelled and have confidence that the movement is abroad in Scotland that will take this nation forward and we shall go forward as one nation. David Cameron says there's now a great opportunity to change the way Britain is governed. Just as Scotland will vote separately in the Scottish Parliament on their issues, of tax, spending and welfare, so too England, as well as Wales and Northern Ireland, should be able to vote on these issues. And all this must take place in tandem with and at the same pace as the settlement for Scotland. But the UKIP leader, Nigel Farage, says that poses a question for England. One of the big questions is, should England have a First Minister? And if England has a First Minister, what does that mean for the authority of the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom? I haven't got the answer to it, Uh and that's why I think we need a constitutional convention. Let's have a full, proper national debate and try and find the right, fair, balanced solution. In other news, it's emerged that the former Mayor of Milton Keynes, Subban Shafiq, gave character references for three three alleged sex offenders applying to become cab drivers. He was forced to stand down after vouching for a convicted rapist, but has refused repeated requests to speak to the BBC. Councillor Katrina Morris says Mr Shafiq's position as a councillor must now be called into question again. It's a matter for him, but I know my leader is very strong that if it had been in our situation, that making that decision, the, the person would have gone. I, but I think the, the strength of feeling from the public should be fairly obvious. Three men have gone on trial at Luton Crown Court charged with smuggling heroin with a street value of over £37 million into the UK in an old Jaguar car. The jury heard the vehicle was rammed with over 300 packets of the drug when it was discovered in December last year. Three men, including 35-year-old Isra Khan from Luton, deny the charges. County councillors in Hertfordshire have agreed a plan to keep all the county's recycling centres open following public consultation, which they say will save £6 million over the the next eight years, but opening hours will change and each centre will close for two days a week, although all will be open at weekends. In sport, practice starts this morning in Singapore ahead of Sunday's Formula One Grand Prix as Lewis Hamilton and teammate Nico Rosberg renew their battle for the title. The weather, heavy showers and thunderstorms mixed with clearer spells later on, a maximum temperature 23 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With me, David Prever, where you can join in the big phone-in and have your consumer problems tackled. From 12. Nick Coffer. With two legends on my programme today, Sue Pollard and the queen of musical theatre, Ruthie Henschel. From three. Roberto Peroni. The best stories as they happen every single afternoon and the greatest talking points. From seven. Mark Forrest. I'll bring you the best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC Local. Local radio. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
I do like Nick. I like him a lot. I, I just think that using the term legend to describe Sue Pollard is perhaps stretching it slightly. She's a lovely lady. I've met her myself. Delightful. Legend. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up, the Scots, taxis, and ever met a celebrity in a toilet. I know, I know, I know. Hey, let's combine both of them. Ever met a Scotsman in a toilet? 08 459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, Scotland will remain part of the UK following a victory. Sorry, Paul Scoyne's just settling himself into the studio. Good morning, I'm, Paul. I'm settled, thanks. Good, thank you. You've, you've, come down, um, you've come down without the traditional gift of a cup of warm brown coffee. Do you want to finish the rest of mine? No. Hey. I didn't want to do that. Why not? Because I want my own coffee and it was funny. That's my chair. Scotland will remain part of the UK following a victory for the No campaign in the referendum. Turnout was the highest in any UK election since 1951. An incredible 84% of the population. Paul Scoynes, our political reporter, has been following this. We're getting mixtures on the phones, Paul. Mm -hmm. We're getting a a lot of people, or several people, angry that Scotland seems to um, be treated differently from England, and it's getting more rights. We've also had some people going, ah... So what's the general reaction to, to what's happened? Well, politically, obviously, the uh, the government, so the coalition government and Labour are welcoming this result. This is what they were hoping for. Uh, you know, Nigel Farage is on the uh, television at the moment talking about whether or not this will mean greater powers for England as well as oh, for How has Farage uh, muscled in on this? Well, you've got to say that, uh, I mean, that's a separate argument, really, about whether or not they have equal writing yeah. in some of it. If you yeah. look at the polls, well, polls is another story at the moment, of course. What with the polls being so... The pollsters have been uh, publicly shamed, haven't well, they? Well, I mean, they haven't gone that far wrong. Let's, I mean, the, the, the results are effectively uh, 45% to the Yes campaign, 55% to the No campaign. Um, you know, the, the standing of UKIP in recent elections obviously goes up to about 16 17%, so you could argue, you know, that's more than the Lib Dems. Anyway... Um, the, the, the sort of the vote, I guess, came in at uh, 1.9 million for the no campaign and 1.5 for yeah. the yes campaign. So still a quite significant amount for the yes. And of course, what Alex yeah. Salmond, the first minister of Scotland, will be saying is that, you know, this means that uh, gives a mandate, if you like, for a significant change mm. to the way that Scotland is governed. Of course, at the same time, there's plenty of people saying, as you as you said from our callers, saying that, well, if that's going to happen, we want to see those sorts of devolved powers to regions in the EU. In, in England as well, so the north of England certainly is looking very much at, uh, at whether or not it could be devolved. I'm sure you'll see the same sorts of areas. Cornwall. C- Cornwall. There's always a Kernel yeah. question, isn't there? But I think what it will actually mean uh, is that there'll be greater powers perhaps for local authorities. And, and I'm not sure that we'll see a sort of United States of Britain where you have sort of federal law across the whole of the country and uh, uh, and indeed that, that then goes to, you know, uh, uh, sort of local powers do the sort of... Um, 
you know the the, the bigger things I, I doubt that's going to happen in the long term but uh, certainly that's what some people will be moving for that if indeed there's a devolved scottish power that that is all encompassing uh, but it still remains part of the UK that actually that England and Wales and Northern Ireland would have the uh, the same deal. OK, we're joined now by Mark Lancaster, Conservative MP for Milton Keynes North. I'm assuming, Mark, that you are pleased with the result. Oh, you're the... Uh, Mark? Yes, I'm pleased. Yes, I'm here. I'm, I'm pleased that uh, Scotland has voted to stay part of the union, but I'm with many people now who feel that we need to look very carefully now at the rest of the United Kingdom. I believe in equality, so I'd like to be seeing now the same sorts of power for England that Scotland have got. So I think we should have English votes for English laws. I don't think it's right that Scottish MPs should be able to vote on matters in England which they can't vote on in their own country. And I'm pleased to say that the Prime Minister has recognised that in his statement this morning and the Commission will be set up to try and equalise voting rights across the UK. That has to be a positive step forward. There'll be lots of people this morning who woken up thinking, ah, at last, this is all over. But it's not, is it? This is really just the beginning in some respects. I think that's right. It is just the beginning. I mean, I've been calling for sort of English votes for English laws for some time now. I, I questioned the Deputy Prime Minister back in 2012 over this issue. Uh, and I do think now that Scotland has had its say, it has woken up the rest of the United Kingdom. I'm delighted that we are going to stay as the United Kingdom, but I think we should have equal rights across the United Kingdom. So it's absolutely right that now, as an English MP, uh, we can, without setting up a new parliament, without having all the cost of that, have a system where when it comes to votes in Parliament which only affects England and Wales or just England, then only the appropriate MPs should be able to vote on those matters. And I sense that this is very much the direction that we're now moving in. Mark, it's Paul here. I mean, does that also, obviously, the, the reason that you might be saying that is a lot of the MPs in Scotland who were voting on those uh, subjects were Labour, of course, and, and that would perhaps sway it politically. Is that part of the uh, the motivation for it? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think there was a question as to how local you go. I mean, don't forget uh, the last Labour government had a referendum on uh, devolving powers to the North East for a regional assembly, and that was overwhelmingly voted against by the people in the North East. So I think really at this stage we are simply talking about uh, moving down to a national level and ensuring that there is equality across the United Kingdom. I think it's almost impossible to argue against. Mark Lancaster, Conservative MP for Milton Keynes North, thank you very much. We're joined now by Luton Labour councillor Jakub Hanif. Jakub, you went to Scotland to campaign for the no side. Can I ask why? Um, because, like the previous caller just said, uh, you know, I, I want my family members and, and everybody else in Scotland to remain part of, of our wonderful nation. Jakub, can I ask, sorry, are, are you on speakerphone? Is there any way that you could uh, use your hands? Yes, it's not a particularly good line. Okay, is that better? There we go, sir. We can hear you. So, what what did you do? What what, what did you do in Scotland when you went up there? Um, basically, went on knocking uh, on doors um, and speaking to real people, um, not just people on Twitter, and you know, asking them uh, how they felt and were they ready to take uh, you know a leap into the dark. Uh, Alex Hammond wanted them, and quite overwhelmingly, um, they said no. Um, in fact, I had. A lot of people said to me that they were SNP voters, but they were, you know, they didn't want uh, Alex Hammond to become the King of Scotland, as one gentleman said. But when you turned up and you went, hello, my name's Jakub, I'm from Luton, you may not have even heard of it, I think you should stay part of uh, the United Kingdom. What did they, what did, did, were people surprised that someone had travelled from so far away to to come and try and persuade them? 
Uh, no, quite the opposite. Uh, you know, they were delighted that you know uh, that people from across the UK were concerned. You know, um, and you know, wanted them to remain part of of our family of nations. And they were delighted to see that you know there was so much uh, you know uh, care and attention on their part. That you know uh, of the Isles, and and you know they were more than delighted. In fact, that, that wasn't even raised. You know, we just had a normal conversation uh, about the issues that they were concerned about and the questions that they had. To ask of us in the no campaign. Uh, well, we've heard uh, quite a lot in the press about intimidation from certain sections. Uh, did you see any of that? Uh, I didn't see any, but one of the one of the girls there, she, um, Amy, her name was. She said that uh, her car got scratched because it had a nose sticker on it, um, and another, and then she, one of her friends, reported this window was being smashed that had no stickers in the window. So, you know, the, the you know there was very real, uh, you know, fear from. And no campaigners anyway that you know that they may be targeted by by people in the yes camp um so you know that's that's i mean that's what i saw Jakub, i appreciate your time thank you that's uh, luton labour councillor Jakub hanif who went to scotland to campaign for the no side your thoughts on this please are you excited are you disappointed are you a bit uh? oh eight four five nine four double five five double five well we sent our reporter matthew lockwood out last night to the watford and west heart scottish society i must renew my membership what do they think So you've got a kilt on. Yeah. Is it true that uh, Scots wear nothing under their kilts? Uh, I've never looked. Can I have a look? <laughs> no. Are you sure I don't want to have a look? No. Have <laughs> you got a sporran here? Yes. Very nice. What's in your sporran then? What do you keep in here? I have right now a mobile phone. All right. I can understand why people don't want to have a government a thousand miles away control their destiny. On the other hand, I think it's a shame that you have to split countries up when other countries are trying to work together. He does energise people, hasn't it? It's got people talking. Yes. Yes. Yeah, my mum and dad are both in in Scotland and both voted today, so they were strong no's. But other parts of the family are yes. And um, I've noticed, certainly on social media today, people seem to try and sort of make up a bit having been really quite divided and, and some very sort of heated exchanges and people falling out. And so you've got a split in your own family. I mean, has, has that created tensions at all? Yes, I think um, certainly my mum and dad, who were the strong no's, uh, felt rather sort of silenced. There were so many people around them who were staunchly yes that they felt um, that they couldn't sort of freely express themselves. You love your Scottish dancing. Can you show me a few moves at all? I mean, a very basic step that I could do just now what's called a slip step so you put your foot out so I put my foot out at an angle and the other foot comes up and touches the heel behind touches the heel and then you put that same foot out again right so open your legs and close your legs open your legs and close your legs open the legs and close the legs it's pretty easy, isn't it, really? How would you have voted today, then? I would have voted no. I've changed my Facebook picture to a Union Jack heart and says, don't go breaking my heart. And, uh, Duncan, what about you? I would have voted yes. Um, I, think, I think what is happening in Scotland, hopefully, could be a foretaste of what might happen in England. It's not a matter of separation, I think. I think the Scots are trying out a kind of politics which could work very well here. OK, so let's do a basic step, then the music started. Stepping close, stepping close, stepping close. Thank you very much, I've really enjoyed that.
travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Rather slow moving on the A1, the Great North Road, heading southbound at the Black Cats roundabouts. The A1M's looking very slow on the sensors, heading southbound between Junction 7 for Stevenage and Junction 6 for Wellin. This is following an accident that's happened there. So it's causing some delays in Nebworth on London Road, just around Watton Road, um, as people are trying to divert away from the A1M. The M25 heading anti-clockwise, rather slow around Junction 24 for Potter's Bar, as those roadworks are continuing there. And having a look at the trains, delays on Great Northern between Watton at Stone and Hartford North and this is all due to some signalling problems there. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. It's 8.16, it's Friday the 19th September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Scotland has voted no to independence, with just one area still to declare. The no vote stands at 55%, with the yes vote at uh, uh, 45%. It's emerged that the former mayor of Milton Keynes, Subhan Shafiq, gave character references for three alleged sex offenders applying to become cab drivers. He was forced to stand down after vouching for a convicted rapist. And county councillors in Hertfordshire have agreed a plan to keep all the county's recycling centres open, which they say will save £6 million over the next eight years. BBC Three Counties Radio. Three Counties Sport is the only place to hear live and uninterrupted commentary on your local team. It's a toughie for Wickham. Great work by Stuart Lewis. And tomorrow, we'll bring you five more games. And Watford have a penalty. Watford start us off with an early kick-off at home to Bournemouth. Matteo Vidra gets Watford underway under Oscar Garcia. When the final whistle goes there, attention turns to MK Dons, Luton, Stevenage and Wickham. Stevenage take an early lead here at Gig Lane. It's Dele Alley to chip it over the goalkeeper and make Three. three Counties Sports, tomorrow from midday, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. David Prever. Everyone's a little tired today. Everyone, it's you Friday. Notice? No, everyone's been up watching this stuff overnight. <laughs> Not everyone, mate. Just so you weren't. Did then. you stay up and watch it? No, my daughter woke up with the thunder at three and then I thought I'll just check yeah. whether they're with us or against us and then that was it, I was hooked. You got sucked it. in? Got sucked in. But what, what, was, what was there to be hooked on? I don't know, I don't know. You <laughs> silly sausage. I was a silly sausage. Uh, it's your, the last day of filling in for JV. Yes, it's yes. been a very strong week. Are you going out with a bang? Uh, very kind of you to say so. Thank you. Yes, at nine, the big phone in. And we're looking at it this way. Do you feel sorry for the Scots who wanted independence oh. this morning? Is there a bit of you that thinks, oh, they were very passionate about it, the Yes campaign. Yeah. And they're waking up this morning to find out that forevermore they're going to be ruled by this noisy bunch in Westminster. Yeah. Do you feel sorry for the Scots? Call me at nine o'clock this morning on 08459 455. 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, Paul. Yes, Paul. That's... Yes, Paul Scoynes. Catherine Boyle. I saw you just... I, I'm, I'm working my... Excuse my language, guys. I'm working my buttsy off. Right? And you're sat back there. Your chairs are uh, uh, full back. You've got your feet up. You're supping on coffee. You're having a chitty chat. What the flip is going on? Actually, we were discussing prospects for Monday. Something you don't need to concern your little head with because I'm the one that does all the work. Why don't we discuss the show today for Friday? Hey, do you know what I was doing? Go on, mate. I was working. Oh, Kelly Betts. Now, look, you see, you could learn a lot from her. People say the younger generation is uh, useless. Well, she has proved the older generation. Oh. You two. Hey, Kelly. Hey. Whoa. You're dead after school. 
What? Swat. Yeah. Well done, Kelly. You're going to get a gold star. Thanks, uh, sir. And I think I'm going to make you um, head girl for the week. Hey, they're going to try and give me... Uh, oh, dear. That's, um, that is actually nothing to do with me. Those consequences are nothing to do with me. But I, well done, Kelly. That um, should be applauded. Hope you're proud of yourself, Scoins. Yeah, I gave her a Chinese burn. Oh, mate. Can't call it a Chinese burn anymore. You have to call it an international arm twist. <laughs> Political correctness gone mad. And it just. And it just. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, um, uh, then we're here till nine o'clock, and uh, now is an excellent time to call. Now, two weeks ago, the mayor of Milton Keynes stepped down after it emerged he'd acted as a character witness for a serial rapist applying for a taxi licence. Well, it's now uh, being alleged that Subhan Shafiq personally vouched for two other suspected sex offenders. The accusations come from two Conservatives, Milton Keynes councillor Katrina Morris and former councillor Don Hoyle. Well, senior Tory councillor and former lead member of Children's Services, Andy Dransfield, joins me now. Uh, Andy, what's your take on this? Um, I've been very concerned as soon as I heard the first story about the first uh, involvement that Shafiq had about the position for children and, and vulnerable adults as well in Milton Keynes. And I was satisfied, because I did check with officers, about the, the safety of children and, and adults. Um, but there are, obviously there's been one rapist who's been driving people around in Milton Keynes, and that alarms me uh, uh, enormously. And now I hear it's possible that Shafiq has given two other um, uh, supporting reports as well for two other taxi drivers, uh, and... He's still he's still a member of the Milton Keynes Council, and I and I, you know I, I think this is all about about judgment now, the judgment of Shafiq for giving those uh, references, the judgment of the committee members who actually allowed these dangerous taxi drivers to continue driving in Milton Keynes, and finally the judgment of the leader, in particular the Lib- Liberal Democrats, who is keeping not only keeping them in on the council but putting them in other posts, on other committees, which are also sensitive committees as well. Yeah, the Lib Dem leader, Douglas McCall, is standing by Mr Shafiq. You obviously uh, don't think that's the best idea. Well, until it's absolutely clear what's happening, they should at least be suspended from serving on any committees. That, that is continuing to put people of Milton Keynes at risk. And, and it's the judgment, it's his judgment, the leader's judgment is as bad as, as the other judgments. Now, we, we know that the, uh, the one convicted rapist uh, had been uh, granted the licence. I believe, if I've got this right, that the two new people we've learnt about um, hadn't actually been convicted of anything. They had been accused, but there, there had been no conviction. That, that does make a difference, doesn't it? Innocent until proven guilty. Uh, it doesn't until it comes to the safety of children and, and vulnerable adults. But if they hadn't been, if they hadn't been uh, found guilty of anything, then, then legally they are, they are innocent. Well, I think we're still make, making inquiries just to pre- the precise extent of, the, of what they were up to. But there's a, there's a presumption as far as children are concerned, and this is to do with what we call the CRB check, or it's now being replaced by a more up-to-date check, is if there's any doubt whatsoever, there doesn't have to be convictions, if there's any doubt whatsoever, we shouldn't be letting... Uh, suspicious people anywhere near vulnerable children but, 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 but the, the, the one case in particular that Mr Hoyle was speaking about, the gentleman had been accused of a, a, a sexual attack I, I, in a car, but the witness was unable to identify him, uh, and it hadn't gone to prosecution. That gentleman is innocent. We, you know, I, someone could say that I am, you know, I molested a woman, and, and, and because someone has said it, it doesn't make it true, does it? 
But this is not about straightforward English law about innocent until proven guilty. With Which the, is the basic tenet of English law. It, it is the basic tenet, but as far as... And this, is, this comes after those two girls were murdered. Uh, the, you, know, the, you remember the caretaker who murdered two girls? Yes, yeah, Ian Huntley. I'm not quite sure <coughs> what that's got to do with it. Well, he was innocent. He wasn't. He wasn't ever accused of anything. But he should. He should. But there were enough suspicions that he was uh, a dodgy character, and he shouldn't have been let anywhere near children in school. So we, sh- we should. We should. Um, we should ju- decide whether people get jobs or not on on gossip and rumours and suspicion. Uh, where vulnerable children are concerned, yes. We shouldn't be letting anybody... So you're going completely against the basic principle of, of uh, English law, innocent until proven guilty. That, that goes out the window. Only as far as vulnerable children are concerned. Would you want your children in a school where there is somebody who's, who is very seriously suspected by the police... Of, of, say, paedophile activities. But we often hear stories, and we are going off a slight tangent, but let's indulge it for a second. We do often hear stories of, of uh, 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 upset, uh, spurned sc- school children who make uh, malicious claims about teachers, um, you know, uh, abusing them. Uh, and that does happen. So that person should be not should never get a job teaching again because of lies. It, that is the fact. Now... Do you understand the way the CRB checks work? No, I'm asking you a question, And Are you suggesting that if someone makes up a malicious lie about a teacher, and it is a complete lie, that that person should never be allowed to work with children again? Certainly not. But where there is, where there is reasonable suspicions by the police of activities of a person that are uh, not compatible with being near children, then of course they shouldn't be allowed near children. You're, you're, taking, you're taking an example of one extreme case of a, uh, of a false accusation by a child, but the vast majority of these are where there are activities where the it police just, have not been able to take them to court, it just but worry- they are up to no good. Andy, it just, it just worries me going against this innocent until proven guilty. and it, 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 it's, that, look, that rule either exists or it doesn't. You can't have exceptions, surely. Well, they exist right now. Uh, we've had lots of uh, Tories coming on attacking uh, um, Douglas McCall, leader of the Lib Dems, and of course uh, um, Shafiq, uh, who is also a Lib Dem. Of course, the license uh, licensing panel that passed the driver with the conviction for rape, um, that was chaired by Amanda Box, who was a Tory, wasn't it? Uh, Amanda was a Tory, and I, I would... So this is a cross-party bullseye, really? Absolutely, but I, the difference is, is the leadership, the judgement of the leadership. I'm very uh, convinced that E.D. Bold, who is our, now the Conservative leader, and if and ten, ten years ago I was leader of the Conservative group, both of us would have thrown her out of the group, without doubt, and we certainly wouldn't have allowed her to continue serving on sensitive committees. It's, it's, it's easy to say now in hindsight, it's just interesting that neither you nor, nor any of the other Conservatives we've spoken to have mentioned that the chair of the licensing panel that gave a, a, a taxi uh, licence to a convicted rapist was a Tory. I didn't know she chaired it. I knew she was on it, but I didn't know she chaired it. Again, you, that, wasn't, that hasn't been mentioned by anybody. It just, it, I'm worried that this is turning into a... Let, I'm worried this is turning into a, a, a party political fight as opposed to actually what is, what is really at stake here, which is the safety of uh, people in cabs. Well, I think the difference is the, one of the members of that committee was a Labour councillor, still is a Labour councillor, but Pete Marlon hasn't put him on any more committees. That's the judgment difference. Douglas McCall has put two, uh, put these two people on committees. 
Andy, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much uh, indeed. That's uh, senior Tory councillor and former lead member of Children's Services, Andy Dransfield. Catherine, you have your we hand up. We have put a call into Douglas McCall this morning just to yeah. give him right to reply. Unfortunately, I've had to leave a message on his answer phone. OK. Have we tried Mr Shafiq again? Is I will it? give him a try Do you want to give him a little try now? Because mm-hmm. we've got the number in the system. We've got 30 minutes. Let's, let's just let him know. I am uh, curious, though... Um, uh, and this is a whole other show, but I would like your thoughts on that. Mr Dransfield saying that uh, innocent till proven guilty shouldn't always stand. And if there is suspicion, then um, that person shouldn't be allowed to work with, with women and children and vulnerable people. I don't think that that can't work. That can't work. If someone hasn't been convicted of it, of, of a crime... Then that can't work. Someone could. I could say that Catherine, you are a sex offender. Okay, no smoke without fire. Okay. You're not found guilty of anything. But then does that does that fact that that's been said on the radio and now people are thinking, oh, Catherine Ball, maybe she's a bit dodgy. Does that mean you can't then do certain jobs? Well, yeah. And actually, it doesn't sound fair. It's probably not fair. It certainly isn't fair in the eyes of the law. But as a lone woman getting into the back of a taxi, I'd rather they weren't gambling with. Uh, but we don't Fairness. know. We don't know if this... I mean, obviously there is the, 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 the one chap who, who had a conviction. Fine, then, yeah, it, it's pretty obvious he shouldn't be driving uh, taxis. But the other... Anyone can make a malicious yeah. accusation. OK, well, it's about the level of suspicion then, I guess. Um, um, Kevin Webster. Can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Fellow from Coronation Street. Mm-hmm. Accused of horrible crimes against children. Found completely innocent. It was found to be malicious. OK. Well, what, he can't, he can't work with kids again? Do you see what I mean? Can't drive a cab. Really? Because there is that the whole thing... Of, he's been found completely innocent. He is completely innocent. Uh, but he should be precluded from, from doing certain jobs. It's an odd one, isn't it? I'd love your thoughts on this. 08459 455 555. We'll put in a, a call to Mr Shafiq, the former mayor, still a, a Lib Dem councillor, to see if he wants to come on the show. We've tried several times before. Um, we haven't had any reply. We'll, we'll give him the chance to reply now. Um, and we'll take more of your calls after this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M are heading southbound, still very slow moving on the sensors at the moment following an accident between Junction 7 at Stevenage and Junction 6 for Welling Garden City. We are getting in that all lanes have been reopened now though. And in Nebworth is queuing on London Road just around Watton Road as people are diverting away from the problems on the A1M. In Chessant, very slow on the A10, the Great Cambridge Road between College Road and Junction 25 for the M25. In Boreham Wood, very slow moving on the Barnet Bypass on camera heading south between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. And on the trains, delays on Great Northern between Watton at Stone and Hartford North. That's following a signalling problem there. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Scotland has voted no to independence, with all areas having declared the no vote is 55%, the yes vote 45%. David Cameron said the government would deliver on devolution, but said a balanced settlement must also be fair to people in other parts of the UK, with changes promised in England as well. It's emerged that the former mayor of Milton Keynes, Subban Shafiq, gave character references for three alleged sex offenders applying to become cab drivers. He was forced to stand down after vouching for a convicted rapist. And county councillors in Hertfordshire have agreed a plan to keep all the county's recycling centres open, which they say will save £6 million over the next eight years. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Practice starts this morning in Singapore ahead of Sunday's Formula One Grand Prix as teammates Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg renew their battle for the title. In football, Watford captain Troy Deeney is out of tomorrow's lunchtime kickoff with Bournemouth with a hamstring injury. The Hornets say he will be missing for a matter of weeks, but Gianni Munari and Fernando Forestieri are both fit. Milton Keynes Dons host crew boosted by the new contract for sought-after midfielder Deli Alley, just named Football League Young Player of the Month for August. He says he's concentrating on helping the Dons to try and get promotion. You know, I'm not thinking about future too much. I'm just focusing on the present and I think um, at this moment in time I'm here. So I'm just going to enjoy playing here and helping the club as much as I can. The league is our main focus this season and um, we know we know we're a very good side this year. We've got a good range of like, old people and young people and it's a good mix. Luton will check on the fitness of Jake Howells and Paul Benson for the trip to Cambridge, but Steve McNulty returns after the birth of his daughter and Matt Robinson is back after suspension. Steve needs to go to Oxford with several experienced players, including new striker Calvin Zola, still unavailable to manager Graham Westley. We're a football club which, in the main, um, has always had its feet on the floor. I think Stevenage knows that to win our way out of League Two, we've got to overachieve. Against our, our resources, we've got to overachieve. There's some, there's some big clubs in, in this league, and that's not to understate ourselves. You know, as people, we're never going to put ourselves in second place to anybody. And also in League Two, Wickham are at Portsmouth. And there's commentary on Watford, MK Dons, Luton, Stevenage and Wickham in tomorrow's Three Counties Sport, which starts at midday. And in last night's Europa League matches, Tottenham drew 0-0 away to Partizan Belgrade. Everton won 4-1 at home to Wolfsburg. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. We're talking about Scotland. Are you bothered? I, I, I imagine that the majority of people are waking up going, oh, well, never mind. It's like, it feels like Boxing Day, a real anti-climax. Maybe you're furious, maybe you're relieved. Either way, let us know. 08459 455 555. Ever met a Scotsman? What were they like? Let's, let's, let's get to know them now that we're stuck with each other. Let's get to know them and ever met a celebrity in a toilet. If you've met a Scottish celebrity in a toilet, boy, oh boy, that's ten points. Any texts, Catherine? Yeah, quite a few. Go on then. Uh, a quarter of my family says Helen and Milton Keynes are Scottish. I'm so happy, as are they, that the no vote was carried. Oh. Helen in Milton Keynes. Yeah, you said that. Uh, and I dare you to put Matt... In the box. What? Oh, in a sporran. He liked the box. Just think of Matt in a musky sporran, says Wilfred uh, Olney. Matt, Matt Lockwood in a musty sporran. I've worn a, a kilt to a wedding before in a sporran. Really? We took our pants off uh, until the dance at the end and we put our pants on because. I hope so. uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy. I didn't want to. Things got frenzied, did they? Things got very, very frenzied, yes. I did ne- you do a whirl? A reel? I did, yes, let's just say I did, shall we? <laughs> so pants were put back on and uh, everybody's blushes were saved. What did that feel like for you when, when you weren't? Felt naughty. Yeah. Felt really, really naughty. You don't wear underwear, do you? What is that? <laughs> is that right? I do. I'm Com- not like Joanna Lumley. Then why do they call you Commander Kath? Uh, Commander rolls, isn't it? <laughs> well, that's it, because that's why you're doing those rolls all over the, the, the office. <laughs> so I've taken to entering buildings since uh, people started jumping out on me. Anything else? Um, no, not really. Well, yeah, uh, oh. David St Albans, capital I, had the flying eye, and, uh, well, then some swear words. Oh. So, um, there you go. Peter's in Warmer Green. Morning, Peter. Good morning. What would you like to have a whinge about this morning? The Scots? Yes, in, indeed, yeah. Go on then, sir. I believe the politicians really should sit up and take notice, because they damn nearly lost part of the UK, and it's their policies that's caused it. They are 
they've got to sit up and take notice and turn Britain back into a green and pleasant land again. At least we're uh, lots of people now. There's a lot of anger out there. You heard it in the, you heard it in that vote in Scotland. There's a lot of anger out there, and it's a lot of the anger's in Wales, England, and and Ireland. So they've got to sit up and take notice. They really have. Do you think we'll end up with an English Parliament? Because they're talking about now trying well, to extend the I same referendum rights think, to us. I really don't think that's an answer. I really don't think that's an answer because each different part of the the UK will will change radically because when you get a majority of different types of people voting, everyone will be different, and that's not that that don't work out well. That will not. Does any Peter, 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 yeah. Peter, Peter? Does anybody? Do you really care about this? It sounds I to really me. It sounds. Let me tell you. It sounds to me yeah. like you. You feel like you should be angry about this, but really, you're not that bothered, and it doesn't really affect you. I, I've I've been up to Scotland and played bowls and do so, all sorts of things. You love bowls, don't uh, you? Yeah, and to be honest with you, they're the most generous people there there are. We're in their own country. I don't say they are sometimes outside their own country. But there, when you're a visitor, they're really generous to so you. So you, you have met Scotsman? Oh, crikey, yes. What I bowled, like? I've actually bowled in Glasgow. Have you really? Did they beat you? And, and but out-of-work lads, when they knew I came from a poor background, they were buying me drinks. Did they beat you? Uh, uh, on several occasions, yes, and we beat them back. So that, that worked out quite well. Mutual beating. And, uh, but, having said that... Yes, Peter. ..they are a great cunt part of the UK... Oh, ..and they really, really, really... Our policies must be for all. Peter, thank you. There's no need for that, but thank you very much indeed. 08459 Let's go to uh, Ben, not your real name. Good morning, Ben. Good morning. What have you called in about? Um, basically, the comment... Uh, forgive me, I, I don't know his name. I've, I forgot his name. The Conservative guy that was on recently. Yes. Um, basically saying that, um, you know, they should believe in rumours when it comes to vulnerable people. That was uh, senior Tory councillor and former lead member of Children's Services to give him his full title, Andy Dransfield. Yes. It, it's basically okay. saying that uh, the basic tenet of, of English law, innocent until proven guilty, shouldn't always apply. Um, well, if we start with that one as a, as a starter... Um, I recently went through a trial which took about three years, um, and I was I come out the other end acquitted, which we expected to be. Um, and the minute you're questioned by the police, so arrested and questioned, that's when the innocent till proven guilty is not the case at all. It, it is in effect the opposite way round, um, for many different reasons, um, from personal to professional. If you hold any type of qualification or, or which, which um, needs a license, for example, that is immediately suspended. You're suspended from work, your friends and family scattered to the winds. It, it's a whole variety of different avenues that really proved to me over the last certainly three and a half years that um, the innocent till proven guilty does not work in the UK. Um, the other point I'd like to make is that when he said that, and I, I realised that he was saying that it was vulnerable people he was referring to, mm. when he says that basically we should forget English law, um, and we should um, listen to rumours going around. And you made a very valid point that school children often make um, accusations about teachers. But well, I don't know about often, but it does happen from time to time, yes. Yes, OK, then yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, it's also the fact that you, you rightly, with your, with your co-host, um, you know, suggested 
that somebody could turn around and accuse somebody of a specific crime, and that not being the case at all. But yet, um, and we have seen in history, their lives being um, uh, ruined. And you look at Kevin Webster was a prime example, you know, what he went through and various other different famous people. But it also happens to day-to-day people like me. Well, mud sticks, Webster, is, is the line of course. Can I ask, Ben, what were you accused of? Um, well, due to um, there are segments of the trial which is still ongoing, oh, okay. so it would be wrong for okay, me Okay, so we can't go there. But I, I, I'm... Uh, okay. Um, then there's not that much we can talk about. But I'm, I'm assuming that you, that you uh, had to stop working. That seems to be the implication. Is that right? I have not worked in three years. So how, are you, how are you feeding yourself? How are you paying your rent or mortgage? How are you feeding your family? Oh, well, that, that's been done. I mean, that's, that's not a problem at all. Um, uh, again, uh, due to ongoing segments okay. of the trial, I'd rather not say. But um, I think the other aspect as well is the fact that um, it, it's once, you're, once your name is sort of soiled, if you like, the industry, whatever industry you're working, you soon get to know about it. And when you apply for jobs and things like that, they soon back off. But listen, we'll, we'll leave it there. Maybe give us a call when things are, are, are finished and we can have a more open and frank discussion because I know we're all kind of uh, scratching our heads and making up our own stories. Doesn't it tie us, uh, take us back to what we were talking about earlier on? Uh, you talk about how you, your name can be tarnished. We go back to Anthony Worrell Thompson, who was a very successful television chef, nicked a cheese, um, and now no one will, will, will touch him. I know it's, it's, it's a slightly different thing, but it does. people do have perceptions of people, don't they? I mean, we're assuming that's what it is. It may be that he's not in a place where he wants to be on telly at the oh, moment. I bet, but he, I bet he would love to come back. But it is, you know, it is he's interesting, and I don't know. I wouldn't want those councillors' jobs. I wouldn't want to be the one that's, that gave someone the benefit of the doubt and had that hanging over me, even though I think that everyone does deserve but the benefit you, of the but doubt. But if, if some... I, I, I really believe... If someone, and I mean, Kevin Webster is the perfect example. If someone is accused of something, that doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't course. mean anything. It means one person has said, you did this. Doesn't make it true. Doesn't, doesn't mean anything at all until they go through a court of law and they are found guilty. And then that's different. It's an interesting idea, though, isn't it? That in certain jobs, those rumours bear more weight. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, Justin Dealey. The Scots say no. Huh? They say no. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. <laughs> You got one! Mm, absolutely. You met Scotsman. What they like? Very nice, very wonderful. nice people, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Apart from my ex-boss, who was an absolute nightmare, but, uh, yeah, the majority, very oh, nice. Blimey, blimey, mm. blimey. Scotland have said no, 55% said no, 45% said yes. There's me desperately trying to do the maths, yeah. the basic, basic <laughs> maths. Thank you very much, Thatcher's Britain. Um, uh, we're trying to work out today. It's interesting. Uh, uh, Justin, we've had a few people who are kind of furious mm-hmm. that the Scots uh, seem to be being glad-handed, that we are giving them loads of things. I thought that most people would be, ah, uh, but there are quite a few people mm. who are angry. I wonder if they're really angry or if they just 
feel they should be angry. Yeah, I think I have to say, the majority of people again this morning, they don't really care because it doesn't really affect them. So, going into work this morning, yes, they've heard about the news, but, but they don't really care. They don't. But, uh, boss, I've actually met a Scotsman hey. on the streets this morning. He's a very happy boy, actually. Here's what happened. Well, Stuart, you're here in Luton this morning. You're absolutely delighted about the decision. Tell us why. Absolutely. I was born British. Uh, all my family's British. My grandfather's fought in uh, the war. And we're better united. I think there's a lot of people in Scotland are upset with the Tory government. But that's democracy. You have to, you have to take what what the country votes in. So I also believe Mr Salmon's got a massive chip in his shoulder as opposed to the English. Don't know why. As we've been united for 300 years, we've, we've, we've won every war we've been involved in. We've done great things together in terms of inventing things and making the world a better place. And today we are celebrating Scottish people. Tell us about some of your favourite Scottish people that, who are great for you. At the moment, Alistair Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> Never liked him before, but at the moment he's a good man. So, yes, it's, it, it, I, I just found it very sad. We were in a situation where we had half of Scotland against the other half of Scotland, and then... A lot of them against English people as well. I, I just found it very sad. You know, I've got a, I've got a two, three-year-old grandson there who's born with a British passport, and hopefully he'll keep that the rest of his life. And, yeah, I'm delighted. Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. Yeah. Here, boss, I've got a question for you. <laughs> so... <laughs> I found a Scotsman this morning. You there you go. Me, you That's that one ticked off the list. Um, do you remember the other day you were talking about self-treatment, weren't you? Yeah, have you ever self-treated yourself? yourself? Yeah, yourself. okay. Now, you might remember I spoke to somebody oh. in St Albans who had pulled out eight of his own teeth. He had one left, yeah. Yeah, he's got, he had a wobbly tooth at the front. Yeah. And we kind of put it to him. How would you feel about taking that tooth out for us, either now or tomorrow? I yeah. think this happened on Tuesday. Well, yeah. he said to me, come back on Saturday... Oh and it won't be as painful. Yeah. I've got a question for you yeah. and the audience. It's my day off tomorrow, but I'm willing to do this for the team, oh. OK? Do you want me to go to St Albans tomorrow and record this man pulling out one of his teeth in front of the good people of St Albans? Why are you even asking that question? Why yes. are you asking? Why are you even asking? I'm just that asking because you might have changed your mind. Well, the thing is, it's not technically your day off, is it? Well, it is. Well, you should be doing a show, so yeah. you might as well go and do some work. <laughs> right. Catherine, you're the producer. You're cool. Uh, not, not co-host. I mean, producer. L- listening to a man pull his tooth out may not be everyone's cup of tea, but it's mine. Yeah. So I think we should mm. do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll go for it. Tooth yeah. in a cup of tea, please. Just. I'll make the call. I'll book the appointment tomorrow, and um, I shall pop along and witness him ripping out oh. one of his teeth. I want photos, and yep. I want video, and yep. I want audio. <laughs> this <laughs> is going to be the. This is going to be. This is another Sony. Yeah, I think so. Justin, speak to you later. Cheers, boss. Cheers. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the M1 heading northbound, looking very heavy at the moment on camera between Junction 13 for Bedford and Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. The A1M heading southbound still quite slow between Junction 7 for Stevenage and Junction 6 for Wellin. That's following an accident that happened there. In where the A10, we're getting reports in of one lane being closed just between West Mill Road and also Harlow Turnoff. Having a look in Boring 
Gorhamwood queuing on the Barnet Bypass uh, between Stelling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. And on the trains, uh, delays on Great Northern between Watson at Stone and Hartford North. This is due to a signalling problem. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Sorry, we're talking about who's paid their deposit for the works Christmas party. Kelly, have you paid yours? Um, I paid yours yesterday, so you right. can pay mine today. Not going to do that, but thanks. Catherine, you've paid yours. No, I haven't yet. I'm going I'm to pay mine today. Can you buy me breakfast as well? Mm. This is awesome. 8.47, it's Friday the 19th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Scotland has voted no to independence, with all areas having declared the no vote is 55%, with the yes vote 45%. It's emerged that the former mayor of Milton Keynes, Subhan Shafiq, gave character references for three alleged sex offenders applying to become cab drivers. He was forced to stand down after vouching for a convicted rapist. 8.48, let's get the weather. Here's Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, we've seen an improvement in the weather in the last little while. Some heavy uh, thunderstorms that came through during the night, largely clear of us now. Uh, but the story for the rest of the day is that we still have a Met Office weather warning in force across the three counties uh, because we run the risk of further showers later on, largely by the end of the day. In the meantime, uh, things are starting to brighten up and we'll see a slow process with that. So some brighter spells coming through. And once more on the humid and uh, very much above average in terms of temperature side. Uh, we're looking at uh, highs in the low 20s Celsius, 21, possibly 22 degrees. Uh, somewhere may even see 23, given some good sunshine, well above where we should be for the time of year and still humid. Of course, that, though, will spark off the risk of further showers by the end of the afternoon. But uh, as we go through the afternoon into the evening, an increasing risk of seeing further showers coming through. Pretty isolated, though. It's just that if you do catch one, it could be quite sharp. As we go through the night, we start to lose that risk. Tomorrow, we'll start on a mist and murky note once more as we go through the day risk of a couple of showers but generally a lot drier than today some brightness eventually coming through but losing a couple of degrees for tomorrow and for sunday too by sunday uh, drier a lot brighter not as misty and murky not as humid but temperatures closer to where they should be for the time of year in the high teens so losing uh, the heat in the coming days and back to where we should be for the start of the new working week Are you up to date? When you need local news. Patient groups in Milton Keynes say a lack of doctors is putting public health at risk. When you need local travel. Northbound on the M1, the road is still closed for accident investigation work. When you need local weather. Still some patchy cloud around this afternoon. BBC Three Counties Radio is here. See one or two showers develop on that cloud. With local up-to-date news and travel bulletins throughout the day. A businesswoman says she fears for her livelihood because of a legal battle over the name of her company. You'll always be up to date. There's possible delays on London Midland between London Euston and Watford Junction because a freight train's broken down. BBC Three Counties Radio. Marvellously, Nigel Howlett, of course, of course, of course, you're correct on Twitter. What time should Justin be going to see the gentleman to have his tooth pulled out? 2.30. Thank you very much indeed, Nigel. Thank you for that. Uh, Matt's in Luton. Good morning to you, Matthew. Good morning. Gosh, you sound really happy and excited today. What's, I'm a really happy you bunny. You sound it, mate. You sound like such a happy bunny. Do you know, I feel like I'm a Scotchman this morning. I feel so happy. Go on, do the voice. At last, they've seen the light. Well, they don't get much of it up there, do they? 
Yeah, Johnny Cash is singing in it, and, and tonight he's singing I Saw the Light for all the Scottish people. Well, why don't you sing us a little snatch of cash? I saw the light, I saw the light, no more darkness, only the bright. How's that? Quite miserable. Well, I'm not interested in what you think. Well, you just asked me, what, how was that, mate? So... Well, but it's it's great because well, it's, it's it's a bit. We had the same in Ireland years ago. Yes, right. We all wanted to push Northern Ireland out into the sea, oh. and the majority of Scottish people down here felt like that. Yeah, and I'm so pleased for them because oh. they didn't want the yes vote down here because yeah. they realised how lucky they are to live in the greatest country in the world. Ian, come on. What Japan? Don't you dare say things like that. Hang on a second. Let's go You're going to do... I'm going to do a Mrs Brown on you if you don't watch out, pal. We're talking about Scot- Scotland. Now, but let's go back to the singing. Catherine, yeah. you heard uh, Matt's awful rendition mm. of Johnny Cash. Mm. Uh, your thoughts, please. I thought it was heartfelt. Yeah? Um, you know, and Johnny would be kind about it. Well, he would be kind because he was a kind man, but it was awful. Well, you'd know about awful because you're a monkey fan. Yeah, I'd know about awful because you phone me every other day. You guys, why don't you just kiss and get over with? Uh, I've got one thing to say to you, Ian. Oh. Goodbye. Is that two? You still there, Matt? Goodbye, Ian. Yeah, OK. And? Yeah, bye. I've got, I've got one thing to say to you. Yes. Pucker up. <laughs> Did you swear to him, Ian? <laughs> oh, see you later, Matt. Judy's in Luton. Good morning, Judy. Hi, Ian. How are you? I'm, do you know what? I'm all right. The weekend starts in seven minutes and I'm feeling groovy. Jolly good for you. I'm pleased about that. Me too. What have you got for us? Uh, the, this business about yes or no by rumour and all the rest of it regarding the cab drivers and so on. Oh, yeah. Watching some of the police programmes that have been on the box of recent months, all yes. various different types, but the British ones rather than the American ones I'm yes. thinking about, I can't understand why it is that... Um, Cases put forward for prosecution by the police, uh, given the fact that they've got pretty much all the evidence they require in their eyes, um, are thrown out before they get to court because the CPSA won't put them up because they think they haven't got enough evidence. Now, that, that, that goes against the British judicial system as well, doesn't it? It doesn't go to court because the CPS decide there isn't enough evidence. Well, there, there, there needs it, to be enough evidence for it to go through. Otherwise, when, mm. when cases do go to court and, and it gets thrown out because there isn't enough evidence, then the CPS gets in, in, in trouble for that, don't they? Certainly, I agree with that. But from a layperson's point of view, you'd think they'd have dotted all the, the I's and crossed all the T's before it gets put forward. Well, that's, but that's what they're doing, but you're criticising them for not doing that. No, no, I'm not criticising them. I'm criticising the CPS on occasions for maybe not putting forward cases that ought to go for prosecution and letting the jury decide. But, but, how do you, but they obviously see more than we get to see on, I don't know, police camera action. Mm. But wouldn't you say that's the same sort of thing Alistair in reverse? Alistair Stewart is not a lawyer, by the way. He's just a voiceover guy. Oh, certainly, but yeah. um, wouldn't you say the same is true in reverse, where uh, we're saying that taxi drivers shouldn't be allowed, or people are saying taxi drivers shouldn't, have their licences if there is a rumour or the possibility mm. that they are dangerous to vulnerable people without anything being proved at all. Isn't that a similar sort of thing? I don't necessarily... I don't quite know what my thoughts are on that. It does, no. it does make me uncomfortable saying, well, yeah, we believe in innocent until proven guilty, except for some circumstances. That yeah. makes me a little uncomfortable. As it does me. But then, as I say, 
it's the same sort of thing in reverse. Surely if the police say, well, we have this evidence, and then it's not put forward mm. by uh, the CPS for prosecution, yeah. then it's a similar sort of thing. You know, I, I, mean, I wouldn't have any decent taxi driver being denied his living on, on rumour or possibility of, of things when they haven't been... Um, convicted Catherine's pulling her disagreeing face. No, no, I just want to throw something into the mix. Jimmy Savile. Jimmy Savile was never convicted. Never a cab driver. Anything. No, 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 but he was... The rumours were abound and he was still allowed to work with vulnerable people. Oh, yes, I quite agree with you. And that didn't come to light until after, after he was dead. But then again, there were a lot of people that employed him, including the Beeb, um, where he was or had been um, in the face of things by various communities and various hospitals and so forth, the most awful person to have around vulnerable people. Judy, it's, 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 uh, it's another head-scratcher. We get these head-scratchers quite often towards the end of the show. I've heard rumours about celebrities. What am I supposed to do with that? I can't go to the police with the rumours I've heard or the things I've seen on the internet about them. What, 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 what do you do? But isn't there a new... Uh, they're trying to get a law coming in that if you hear a rumour, you must report it so that they get piece-by-piece no. piece evidence? No. Oh. You, no. That's what they're trying to get, isn't it? No. Yeah, but not about if I hear a rumour about some bloke on the telly. No. That, that's I'm if not you that's, that. that's if you're if working you, alongside, you work alongside you, yes. someone and you suspect that they might be a paedophile, then yes, you're, you can, you are uh, in, it going to it will be a crime not to report them mm. and you'll be granted anonymity if you do. That's what they they they're, they're trying to get. But that doesn't exist at the moment. But I, I but okay, I I heard I heard that Jimmy Savile was a paedophile and a necrophiliac. Heard that years ago. What am I what was I supposed to do with that information? I heard it from, you know, from a, a bloke who was sniggering. I can't go to the police and say, by the way, I, I don't know if you've heard, but but my mate Steve told me that Jimmy Savile But that room must have come from somewhere. The person who initiated it should have rather than whispering it down the pub, should have taken it to the authorities. But you and I both have heard rumours about other celebrities. We've looked at videos and read blogs online about very famous people suggesting that they uh, are up to no good. What do we do with that evidence? We can't go to the police and say, have you, have you read um, dodgepotblog.com uh, where this bloke's outing, you know, all of these... these uh, hey, I don't have the answer on this one, I'm just saying. Oh, no, 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 right. It's, 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 it's a, a head-scratcher, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Certainly worth investigation in the future. Dave Luton, you've got the end of the show. I don't want to talk to you. Speak to Kath. Oh, that's oh, very nice, flipping, isn't it? Oh, it's flipping real, isn't it? Hooray, we've got Saturday and Sunday with peace and quiet. Hello? Hiya, Dave. Oh, Catherine. You got anything good on this weekend? I don't know yet. You going to listen to the radio? No, no, no. It's a garbage. Um, uh, hang this, on. This, Excuse me. Dave, are you going to listen to BBC Introducing? It's a Lower Than Atlantis special. I know that you like it. Excuse them. me. Oh. Excuse me. You put yeah. me on about five, two minutes. Hello. Hello. Right. Oh. Well, who, who am I talking to? Catherine, you, or... Nick Nobbs, you know what I mean? Well, uh, Dave, thank you very much indeed uh, for that. No idea what happened there. No idea what happened there. I'm not sure. We'll listen back to the tape. If anybody was offended by any of the language that may have come out there, of course, never uh, our intention to offend. Dave, that's certainly a yellow card, possibly even a red card. We'll have a discussion about that affair. Again, apologies to anybody offended by any of the language that you might have heard there. Nothing to do with the show and nothing to do with the station and um, discussions will be uh, flagged up and held. Don't you worry about that. Right, that's it. That's the end of the show. Don't forget, you can email me over the weekend if you want. ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. Let's get the travel news. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting up on the Great North Road, looking very heavy on the speed sensors at the moment, just at the Black Cat roundabouts. Um, the M1 looking very slow, moving on camera between Junction 13 for Bedford and Junction 14 at Milton Keynes. In where on the A10, there's a lane closed at the moment due to an accident, just uh, between the Hartford turn-off and also Stevenage. Uh, the A41 looking heavy, heading southbound between the Hemel-Hempstead turn-off and Junction 20 for the M25. And in Borehamwood, it's queuing on the Barnet Bypass on camera southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. On the trains, delays still on Great Northern between Watton at Stone and Hartford North, and that's due to a signalling problem there. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Just to reiterate for anybody who may have been offended by language that was spoken by one of our callers, we distance ourselves from those comments. We apologise to anybody who was offended. What a way to start a weekend. David, over to you. Thank you. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's the morning after the night before. It's the JBS Show. I'm David Prevent for Jonathan. Uh, just after nine o'clock, it's the big phone-in. This morning, I want to hear from you. 